2: You're listening to The Destiny Show Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network. Live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific.
3: Robots Radio presents...
2: Hello, Guardians, and welcome to a very special Crucible episode of the Destiny Show Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. On today's episode, we will be sharing our thoughts on Luna's Howl. We're going to be talking about Crucible and the state of Crucible in Destiny 2. We're going to be going over the weekly update, Crimson Days, and so much more on today's episode of the Destiny Show Podcast. As a reminder, you can find The Destiny Show podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Podbean, and much, much more. You can also find us on the web at www.destinyshow.com for all the latest Destiny news and all of the latest episodes of our podcast. Also, make sure to follow us at The Destiny Show on Twitter for all of the latest updates also and today on the show we have my co-host as always shadow price how's your week going
3: it's going good what's going good it's uh been uh been pretty good just playing playing some destiny playing some crimson days little and uh yeah just excited to be here and get into this uh destiny talk
2: you know, I've been wanting to do a Crucible episode for quite some time now because we have some thoughts on the Crucible, especially this week we did get some news from Bungie with an update on Trials of Osiris or Trials of the Nine, whichever you played, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that, but before we do, I do want to introduce our very special guest, Rebuken, to the show. Welcome.
0: Hey, hey, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
2: It is so great to have you, man. And Rebuken is a seasoned Crucible pro. He is one of the top competing Destiny 2 players on the PC. He has been playing Destiny Crucible since the very beginning of Destiny. He has helped hundreds of Guardians get their Lunas Howl through Crucible Sherpas, through his uh, Twitch channel. And he streams Destiny 2 every day on his channel, helping Guardians get their Lunas Howl and get better in the Crucible.
0: Yep. Definitely do. Also Not Forgottens.
2: And Not Forgottens, which I don't think that's a real thing. I still think that is a... Not move. Forgotten? What's, the, what's that? It's not a real thing. It does not exist. I don't believe it. Do you, you believe must it? You
3: forgot. I must have forgot already. Yes, <laughs> <I guess> so.
2: <laughs> it seems like it's so out of reach that I don't think it's a real thing. So, Rebuken, I've been looking forward to having you on our show because you are literally one of the best Crucible players that I've met in the community. And, uh, I'd love to get to know more about how you got started in Destiny.
0: Okay, um, well, it all started with like a group of friends. Um, we were basically just playing like Destiny casually, um, you know, because when it first came out, you know, everybody was just curious of how an FPS shooter uh, slash MMO type RPG type game meshes and would work. You know, being being the fact that I've played Bungie's games for so many years, basically since 07, actually 04, you know, from Halo, so, yeah. the Halo franchise, you oh, yeah. know, just transitioning from that to, you know, okay, they got rid of it, 343 3 took over, and then I'm going to go over to Bungie's next game, which is Destiny, which they said 10 years of story and all this stuff. I was excited. So, you know, shout out to my friends, you know, j and King Leaps and my friend Dane, you know, we just always played together. We completed all the raids together in, in D1. And, um, started playing D you know d1 competitively in a sense you know started to kind of take it a little bit more serious uh, shout out to my friend uh, blackout too as well um, you know in the d gang we basically just stuck together and just kept doing you know crucible together and I really started to enjoy the benefit of crucible because I was just like man this kind of does have a little bit of an edge to it um, despite the fact that you know it has its small flaws as far as the peer-to-peer gaming which we um, our servers we've all Dreaded that uh, part and aspect of the game itself. But when Trials of Osiris came around and that end result, you know what I mean? After you get your wins, you're just like, man, it felt more rewarding each week. You know, You, you wanted to go back into it and each weekend you look forward to the weekend in Destiny and get so the lighthouse and everything exactly yeah. you know that feel mm-hmm. of getting to a the lighthouse there's so many people that didn't even get there and i mean i don't even remember how many times i've been there but i've been there a lot of times and it was a great feeling you know um going to going through to that and then when you get to d2 and you know they had uh trials of the nine and you're like wow okay so they brought back this same type of aspect but there's platforms now as far as like how many wins you get, and if you don't make it to the top platform and then into that little rabbit hole, you know you just you just don't feel like you're like man, this doesn't. Dang, I gotta get to that top part, you know. And um, you know when I got into D2, I was uh, I was actually about to start working for Comcast, and I played. Um, so I was waiting for my uh, training day. So I think I played for like two months straight. And then um, they got this website called Destiny Tracker. And I ended up being number one in the world on PC for, like, kills, wins, and stuff like that. I was good for that for about two, three months. Met a lot of the top-end competitive, like, gamers, in, in a sense. I mean, we say, com- you know, competitive in a joking manner because, you know, it's not really a competitive game, per se. But it definitely has a competitive edge, in a sense, you know. It takes some some skill in general. There are shades For sure, for sure. So... Um, Yeah, just getting into that and then meeting a lot of people that are, you know, now in like prestigious clans like I am, which is headed by, you know, triple rec and then tier one, which is headed by gigs. And, you know, these other people, like I know people in those clans and being friends with all those guys, meeting them all through basically trials of the nine and competing against them and playing and stuff and doing like private matches and just trying to build friendships with these guys. Granted, there's too many of them (laughs) to name and count and count with. But being a part of another, you know, clan that was pretty prestigious back then too. Destin, leaded, you know, led by antagonized, you know, a friend of mine too as well. You know, it it just it just took it took me to another place with this game, and the in the PVP community. That's
1: really that's awesome. Remarkable.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. We started playing PVP with uh, Halo, right? Halo Reach I want to say for me mm-hmm. personally I got well.
3: you started with Halo Reach I, I I'm the same with Rev. I started my Bungie playing with uh, Halo 2 and mm-hmm. then transitioned to Halo 3 and I no life Halo 3 like I, I loved Halo 3
0: so mm-hmm. much it was great yeah I knew I knew pros and um, Halo 2 Halo 3 um, I played with some of them I mean I was going for semi-pro I just tell people I went semi-pro but I was going for it because I was I was about to join the team, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I just say I went there because I pretty much, I got invited to the team. I had a decline so due to, due to life scenarios. I was like 19 when all that happened. So I was like, you know, I need to work on real life stuff. You know, gaming to me back then wasn't as serious as in my later years. I mean, I'm turning 30 in July, <laughs> but, but I don't know why it's like now, that i'm older i want to be more relaxed and, and gaming to me has been more relaxed for me i've been streaming full-time and doing these things in the destiny community since october not even october august end of august i've been you know full-time in this stuff and i mean i live by myself i don't live in no basement of no mom's basement you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah, i pay yeah. my own bills i take care of myself you know what i mean so it's worked out pretty well um in, in the in the sense of uh, you know the direction I wanted to go, and I'm 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 grateful. That's great. That's really cool, man. Continued success.
2: Yeah. It's got to be pretty exciting being able to do this full time, like playing the game you love to play, helping other people, and actually make a living that way. It, that sounds like a pretty cool gig. It is. I mean, I, I love
0: the networking aspect. Nowadays, right now, as far as the game state, I mean, it's in a really shaky state due to, you know, the announcements that just recently passed and the uprising of um, Apex Legends and other games that are coming out, it's hard to kind of keep the community together, at least on PC. Uh, console, it still seems fairly well, but that's just because there's a more bigger population. People think that since it's PC, you got to buy this seven, 800 to $2,000 rig and stuff like that when it's really just about investment and your commitment to actually want to do it. Cause I mean, if we think about it, an Xbox X with taxes is like 550. You can get yourself a nice little rig for that, build one, and then just your little. It's not. It's not expensive like people say. But really, the community is taking a hit on PC. So it's caused me to try to, you know, lean in other directions too. You know, that, at this at this point.
3: It's bittersweet. But, yeah, you know, it's like we. They got a lot of competition. For sure, right now everything coming up.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's it's really interesting you mentioned that because it does make a ton of sense because if you look at the majority of players who are playing Destiny are coming from Halo. Right. The majority of Halo players are coming from Xbox because it was a Xbox exclu- exclusive, exclusive title. Exclusive. So in mm-hmm. most cases, if you're a really hardcore Destiny fan, more than likely you live on consoles, not necessarily on PC. PC came well after the game had come out on consoles exactly
0: well there's i mean even if you've taken the fact that a lot of people are looking forward to the new halo that actually was announced which actually has the ability to be played on pc we we gravitate towards what excited us the most back then like kingdom hearts 3 for instance you know that's a game that we played as children you know or teenagers or you know getting fresh into high school Like So many people were like, this was my childhood, this is my childhood. I've seen many different people, but we gravitate to what's nostalgic, you know? And if it's not nostalgic to us, then we have a tendency to try to leer off to something else. Because for us as PvP players, we were looking forward to, you know, the return of Trials. And when they said that they were doing what they were doing, you know, we were like, well, shoot. Then what's the point of really being here? Like, Trials really created a community that people can come together. I mean, I was doing raffles and recovers and things like that, but it brought a community together with people waiting and thinking it's like, oh man, this is exciting. Like they're actually waiting for their chance to get this, you know, these, these this gear and stuff for the week. You know what I mean? And their trials went and their little little crown over their head, yeah. <laughs> their little aura. So they're just looking forward to this, but taking that away really punched a lot of people in the face. They're just like, man, we really wanted to get that back and, you know, get that community back because people were getting partnerships on Twitch and stuff like that. My stream was blowing up too, um, in retrospect to that. And I was just like, man, that's that hard. It doesn't make sense to us as far as, like, the PvP community. Even when they took
3: it out of Destiny 1 at the end and everything
0: too, I still feel like... Me
3: and Korn share the same sentiments on that. We... We feel like they should have found a way to keep a version of that, like, on there. Right. And if they weren't going to bring it to Destiny 2 in that state, they evolved it and brought it to 4v4. It kind of was a slap in the face
0: to everybody. Everybody's saying the people that complain are the people that are casual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of people that complain about Not Forgotten's and Lunas, they're casual players. And they said... I read a blog once, and they were saying, like, I'm sick and tired of Bungie creating these things that we that's un- unreachable and unachievable to people that don't play this game competitively, and they're they're the best guns in the game. Well, to be honest, Lunas and Not Forgottens are complete butt in PvE, in my opinion. I don't see the purpose of seeing it using, especially mm-hmm. Lunas, the drop mag on that doesn't make sense for you to utilize that in PvE. Like, you know, like the three yeah. taps cool with the headshots, but it's it's pointless. You'd be better off with a fighting line in PV. Shout out to fighting line. It's a really good gun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm just saying, like, people are collective you know, they're collectors. And um, some people really thrive in that or they don't have the time to do that type of stuff. And, you know, I can understand both sides. But to really get to the point where they're saying Trials is out, then they should just say Lunas and Not Forgottens out too. If it's something that's going to be complained about for the casual community, then they need to remove Lunas and Not Forgotten as well, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think the problem is that they tried to replace competitive multiplayer with Trials, but they don't really compare. I think that Trials of Osiris was a much better experience for players and it actually brought a lot more people together, whereas with um, Comp your your the grind is extremely long and you end up playing against a lot of the top players, I think it's a much longer grind than playing trials. Definitely.
3: And I definitely I definitely liked three V three elimination better from D one. I, I if they do bring trials back, which I hope they do eventually, I hope they I mean I hope they I know they said they're not gonna bring the twenty fifteen version back. And we're gonna talk about that more and everything later. But I just
0: I thought that was that was just so much
3: more solid, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And they also need to remove super mods. I've, I've been complaining about super mods for a while. In tournaments, like, you know, the little Destiny tournaments that we do have, it's something that's not... You can't use it in the tournament. So yeah, if it's it bannable... Sense. If it's the in internees and stuff like that, it's definitely frowned upon in the SWEAT community. Like, people that get two to three supers per game, um, I mean, it's not fair. You're fighting... I mean, it used to be an issue where it was you're fighting against heavy and super. Now that they've changed the heavy time, then we're just dealing with fighting with supers. So having something to counter against another team is kind of hard. So if you're running all t- all Sentinels, right, and they're running, I don't know, let's say all Warlocks. Well, this, and the Sentinels are just running running around. I mean, they got suppressors for days. They can stop your super, and they can also create momentum. Based upon their their orbs, and they could just pretty much roll with supers the whole game, you know. And so you're pretty much losing to supers. So I mean, how is that a, how is that really benefiting the other team as far as you know? Oh, this is fair. This is good game. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's just not. And super super mods are just it's just ridiculous how well people. I mean, how many times somebody gets a super? So me personally, I'm just against it. I'm using Paragon or Ordinance mods. You know, I'd rather get my. I feel like abilities are more important than the super because you're going to be utilizing your abilities more than you use your super in the whole game.
3: If you're getting kills, you're going to get your super. Exactly. And you know, that's I, how I, it wasn't. That's how it re- was before. You're rewarded for your your game your um your gameplay. Your you know how Precisely. your your gun your gunplay.
0: You take it back to the when when Crucible first started on D two. I mean, we had a slower TTK, which was cool, four shots, whatever, but it wasn't as you know chaotic when they before they put in the you know get fast you know update for titan skating and warlocks going super fast everywhere when they're in Domblade. those those updates kind of mess the game over that's why they're coming back and saying oh we're gonna go ahead and fix titan skating because we realize it's a we'll make it so it's balanced and then you know other things kind of steamrolled with it and you're just like man this is not the same game that we played a couple months ago almost a year ago and it's i think it's in a, a strange state right now it's not too enjoyable unless it's played a certain way uh, with the other team, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: So, it's there's, it's strange. There's not enough to do if you think about it because right. I mean, the perfect example is Crimson Days because in most cases you played Crimson Days last year if you're playing it now. If you played it last year, you will have gotten 90% of the drops that are part of this event. It takes away mm. from the fun in many ways because I don't have a whole lot to grind for. I have the the vow, a bow, and the sugar shell, which came back from D one.
0: Mm. Yeah, they, and then I think like with that, it just has it lacks excitement in my opinion. Like I played, I played a, I played. You know, I was just doing my weekly five. Right, mm-hmm. first game I played, um, my friends intentionally sniped me on stream. And I wasn't I wasn't prepared for it because my friend my other friend was like hey let's go let's go do some you know do some crimson days it might be casual let's just chill man it was sweaty like every game <laughs> every game was sweaty man they were stream snapping yeah like, huh yeah they were stream snapping but I, they only did it for like one game and they had to go to school but it was funny yeah um sure. but what I'm saying is like I feel like I was dealing more with ability spams than oh I was with encountering somebody you know. Like these Titans, man, with the update on the, you know, bottom tree smash. They were just running around throwing this, you know, grenades everywhere. Grenades, grenades, grenades. So I'm just, you know, running from pulses and everything else. I'm like, how can I even get close to them where they're spamming grenades every time we try to get into a gunfight with them? And it was just, it was ridiculous. I was like, okay, this isn't fun. And so you put that aspect into that bottom tree super. I mean, when you get a kill, it extends it, and now that it goes away slower, I mean, you just have to shoulder charge somebody, and they get their super, you know, um, their super energy back, and it's quite significant. It's kind of like when they had the issue with the spectral blades. Um, When you have the wisdom vests, you hit them, and you get like that unlimited super. Remember that? Yeah, man, it's still kind of a problem
3: still, even like it's not as dramatic. No, you're right. Not as dramatic, but it it still lasts quite a while as super. I've gotten killed twice, like while this person was super. Like a yeah, lot. Yeah.
0: The base of it,
3: the it base of it
0: lasts too long, for yeah. sure. And so it's just like honestly, me personally, I feel like spectral should have never been in the game. It just doesn't fit, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, especially in the PVE world, you have to cons- When they do supers, they have to consider <laughs> PVE and PVP. And when you use that spectral on a boss, it's so whack. Nobody ever uses that spec. Who uses spectral on anyone? I don't see nobody ever use spectral in um, in gambit. I mean, it's it's completely useless. The hit detection
3: you know? is trash. Yeah. It's terrible.
0: So it's yeah. they should have came up with something else for that. I would have been fine with the support. I think I think they don't give enough thought into the fact that um, hunters could be more support too. You know, be in the yeah. fact that they're they're more agile, but they also can you know I don't I wouldn't say it would be like some type of healing type of support, but like something that's like more ranged, range support type of super, which the comer comes in with tether,
2: but you can do tethers, yeah.
0: You know what I mean, but tether is not really a consistent thing that you can really benefit and trust, you know. So it just depends on how you how they would like maneuver that, but I don't know. It's just. Hunters in such a such a strange state right now. Um, I think when it comes to the new nerf that's coming in March, um, we're going to see a lot. We're going to see some Titans, but not as many. Yeah. Um, we're going to see a lot more Hunters, and we're going to see a lot more Warlocks for warlocks. sure. Yeah. Hunters and Warlocks are going to. I think they're going to dominate the PV, uh, PvP scene, uh, simply because the Donblade got a you know extension on his uh, duration, on the um, you know. Top Tree and the Bottom Tree Dawnblade, yeah. and then, um, you know, just Hunters in general. Spectral is just, you know, it's just broken. So, but also um, Nova Bomb's back, which is great, because Nova Bomb's in a great state right now, in my opinion. Um, it's, in my opinion, I say it's the, the new OEM, you know, one Eye mask, because, you know, you can uh, use Devour if you're using Bottom Tree. Hit detection on Devour is kind of strange, but Top Tree has a huge blast radius. And um, it's definitely definitely good for shutting down. But Warlocks are... I'm actually um, a Warlock main right now, too. Um, I started off as a Hunter for pretty much all the D1. And then I started in D2 um, as a Titan. And then I went back to Hunter for quite a while. And then now I'm back to... Now I'm actually a Warlock for the first time. So um, it's been very interesting, you know, working with that.
2: Yeah, I'm a Hunter myself. I love you know playing with the hunter i'm most comfortable playing as a hunter because of the way that you jump with that character but also i really love knucklehead radar i know it's not the most popular exotic but for me personally having that luna's howl having the blast furnace with the radar it's it's very useful for me it's been working pretty well in uh crucible yeah and
0: and there's i don't i don't disagree with uh you know the hunter exotics. I think I think they've really shot themselves in the foot when it comes to the hunter exotics. There's not a lot of good ones, like Shinobu's Val. Nobody likes that. Um, and just a lot of the other ones. I mean, there's really the only ones that you generally would see. Because I remember when D um, D2 first started on PC, everybody had bow tracers. Um, but for some reason, like nobody uses it now, and it's supposed to give you know a damage buff to somebody that's marked and lower. You know lower health and you would you would assume somebody would have not forgotten Erluna how you know it's basically a tracking marker you think they would use that and you're like nah wait they're not using that okay so they rather use the dragon shadow which is honestly in my opinion the best right now stompies dragon shadow and um wizard invest top three and frosties too if you like abilities like you utilizing your abilities Mm -hmm. Um, but right now, Dragon Shadows for sure, you know, it, it reloads all your guns, pretty much gives you the same benefit of Stompies, as far as, like, the sliding ability, and your fast ADS, and also switching between guns, I mean, it's it's super effective. Um, try that out. Yeah, it's definitely like, a lot of people, what a lot of people do is they have two exotics that they switch between um, in the PvP community. Um, you'll switch between what you're utilizing as far as your what's going to benefit your subclass, and then You know dragon uh, dragon shadow and so because the wraith metal metal effect is really really good and that's the reload deal but most people would run five um they'll either run five paragon mods because you'll get your you know your dodge roll back a lot faster and you know just spam that dragon shadow (laughs) pretty much utilize that to the best of your benefit if you have ace of spades it will reload that put the kill clip on it and all that so you don't have to utilize the top dodge anymore you can use the dodge roll on the bottom uh, tree, and, you know, so you're not using the marksman anymore. You're using the bottom tree, uh, the the roll, so you're more um, agile, and you know less you know, less hit detectable. I mean, it just makes your, it makes your movement a lot more fluent too, and, and troublesome to be able to get hit by the other team. What Some about
3: people, the
0: six coyote? The six coyote with the double dodge, I wouldn't I wouldn't utilize it. Honestly, you have to you have to utilize your arsenal and your your kit. The best way that you can, you know, and what's gonna benefit you. Now, if you're utilizing Six Coyote, you might as well utilize it with, you know, um, on your boots, utilize Dynamo, which gives you I your use super. Cl- I, yeah, know. utilize your, you know, gets your super back when you're around somebody. It used to be you could just roll whenever, you know, but now you have to be in the proximity of an enemy. But I would say it's cool if you're into throwing smokes or whatever your melee ability is at that time. That's what I would say it would be best for. But it really doesn't benefit you. Like, if you get into a scenario, let's say you have uh, Dust Rock Blues, right, for your primary, and it has, I don't know, full auto and slide shot. Well, it doesn't fast ADS. And most of the people that are, you know, looking for these, quote-unquote, god rolls, they utilize full uh, snapshot, slide shot, um, you know, akarize rounds, full choke, and, you know, those, that's the best role to get for it because you want that snappiness, so that's that, that roll, you know what I mean? And if you incorporate that with Stompies and you're sliding further, you know, to be able to get into situations and roll out, because that's what hunters are best for. They'll slide in, they'll shoot their shotgun, and then they'll dodge roll away, right? So now if you think about it, if you have, if you have uh, the six coyotes on, you're not going to be able to do that. You're going to be able to just get away and your gun's still not going to be reloaded. You'll have to slide to get away. Whereas if you have Shadow uh, Shadow Dragons on, you dodge all away, you get your gun reloaded and uh, fully reloaded, especially if you kill someone, and you get, like, five ammo instead of the, the two that you have, which was one bullet now. You get five or whatever because you have Scavenger on for shotgun, then you'll be able to get back into the fight faster. And plus you'll be able to slide, and you'll have that snappy snappiness. But that's only that benefits people that don't have Snapshot because it gives them that snapshot, you know what I mean? That's good info, that's really good. That's info. Interesting, yeah.
2: yeah. Now, Reb, do you have a favorite subclass that you're using right now?
0: Um, I am like I said, I'm bouncing between Warlock right now because I'm like trying to get away from I, I like to play against meta with stuff for the most part if I can, you know what I mean? Like, I'm using old fashioned sometimes, everybody else is using Ace of Spades. I don't know, I just love my Dire Promise. And I'm trying to keep the same archetype. <laughs> Ooh, dire so, Promise. Um, what perks yeah, do you have on that? Well, Dire Promise is from the um, Faction Rally, which is supposed to return. But it comes from um, the um, Dead Orbit. And oh, yes. so that gun right there has triple tap. So if you if you ever look into your um, collections, there's a gun called the One Earth. And it's a green hand cannon. And so the Dire Promise is basically the upgraded version of that. Because it just has it has better um, stability and range. That's basically it. Still, have, and and a little bit less on the snappiness. Because the di- the old One Earth has basically just a whole bunch of handling and terrible stability <laughs> and pretty bad range. But it's a really good gun when you don't have any guns. But um, favorite my favorite subclass right now. I'm definitely digging. Like I said, top train Nova is really fun, and I'm actually considering getting into. Well of Radiance on the Warlock, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why is because I was messing around with it, and, you know, you can give your teammates overshield. So, you know, just consider, you know, as a Warlock, you're pretty much the support character. You got the healing rifts, and you have to position that like, you have to play, like, mid. You have to play between your, your players. You can't really lead the fight, per se. You can, but it's not really a wise idea because you don't really have the ability to get out of the situation as fast So if you're in the middle, then you're able to pop that rift and provide that healing support that everyone wants, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I was considering um, playing kind of a little bit on the back line and then utilizing the healing uh, overshield that you get from the grenade, right? So you get it, you hold the grenade, and you throw it at your teammates to get an overshield, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cool because it's beneficial for them. Then the Well of Radiance gives you that damage buff, which allows you to also, if you connect that with Luna Faction Boots, you don't ever have to have to reload. So, um, looking into the fact that I can put a Healing Rift down with my Luna Faction Boots, it pretty much gives my teammates the ability to shoot without having to reload, which is benefic- you know, beneficial if you're laning or something like that, right? Now, consider, let's say I did an Empowering Rift, right? Well... If you have something like I don't know uh, Ace of Spades, you get your Memento Mori in the Empowering Rift without having to reload. So now you get a you get you get your you know more your Memento Mori without having to reload or getting any kills. So you're hitting 93, uh, you know I think it's 85 to the head uh, with when you're in the Rift, um, just a general you know um, Empowering Rift, but the general is like 93 when you get the Mori. So if you do get the moris right let's say you get a kill while in the rift and you get a damage buff um you can do the you know the reload and get the real moris which is kind of weird so now you're double stacking damage while in a rift i think you hit for i think i seen 115 so while you have the actual momentum moris while in an empowering rift i think you hit for 115 from my understanding so that's a two tap right so it's, it's really interesting how you can do it. And then also, you know, when you're doing, like, I don't know, um, control maps, you could put the healing rift while in the actual, um, you know, on the point. And then you'll pretty much be able to get healed, like, constantly. And let's say you put a healing rift on top of that. I mean, it's just, it's just stackable. And that's what I'm, I'm really starting to like about it. And then if you kill someone with your melee ability, you get empowered. You actually get an empowerment in your gun for a few moments too. So, it's more of a buff, you know, it's a buff class and that could be beneficial for laning or finishing kills, you know what I mean? So, I'm going to probably dabble in that this week.
3: Those are really interesting builds, like
0: yeah, it's, make me
3: want to play on my
0: warlock more. Like you so. got to try it out. You got to try it out, you know. Yeah. What about a aspect for the Affidian oh. aspects, um, those are really good for You know, snappy ADS and then fast reloading. I think right now, what everybody utilizes on Warlock is the transversive steps um, and then also the um, controverse holds. You know, somebody still. (laughs) Well, the transversive steps are from year one, so it's very easy to be achieved. I mean, uh, Zer actually sold it last week, so you missed that. Um, (laughs) But you could probably still get it through his Ingrams, you know? But um, that's really cool. And then the controverse holds are good for the Nova Warp. Um, Basically, you get an overshield, which uh, I think it reduces the damage out uh, incoming for about 50%. So you hold your grenade and charge it up, and then you're getting damage reduction, allowing you to throw that nade at someone, and then you also get super ability back, too. And I think um, you also get grenade ability, too, as well. So a lot of people just utilize that as a crutch, but it is what it is. I wouldn't mess with it, but the, uh, the transversive steps are very interesting because um, it, it boosts your sprint speed on top of reloading your gun. So you take about a couple steps or so, and then your gun automatically reloads. Now, it doesn't proc um, any type of, um, you know, ability as far as, you know, memento mori or anything. You know, if you have a kill clip or something, it does not proc that. But something like the Luna's Howl, where you have the drop mag on the gun defaultly, um, it automatically reloads the gun and it doesn't proc the do- the drop mag, so you don't lose ammo. You can just run and, and get it back. On top of being able to slide pretty far, it's like Stompies for the Warlock.
2: That's really interesting because normally I would only use the Warlock with the uh, Nova, or oh, not Nova Bomb, the um, what is it? A blank. The Nova Warp. Not Nova Warp. The the. the the thing that gives you health. Well of Radiance. Well of Radiance, thank you.
0: Yeah, that's the one we were just talking about. Again. Yeah, uh,
2: I, I would normally use that during, like, Last Wish Raid. I would use Well of Radiance, yeah. but I wouldn't even think to use it in in PvP. But that's really interesting. I'm going to have to try that out for sure. So somebody
0: that's really good at doing something like that is um, <laughs> actually Cami Cakes. Shout-outs to Cami Cakes, Drewski, everybody, in Encore. Um, you know, I don't know Cami personally, but I do know Drewski. That's a good friend of mine. Shout out to him, um, and congrats on getting partnered and getting the sword. And so, um, yeah. So he utilized he utilized that in uh, Crucible for some type of clip here recently. Um, for you know, he does that kind of stuff. He experiments. That's why he's known for what he's known for, just doing every gun and being good, buddy. Right? As far as case fashion, right? So, um, but yeah, you, my friend, um, friend Dex. Um, you know, he also basically utilize that too and you can use that aggressively you can use it defensively and offensively it goes both ways in crucible and you just have to be very mindful of how you utilize it and it could be very beneficial towards for the team um which a lot of people don't think they think that it's all about the kills slay 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 Dom blade you know what i mean be more aggressive with it create orbs and stuff like that and it doesn't have to be like that
3: that's something you want to be communicating with your team though when 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 you're ready to use it so people can get that benefit and everything right
0: right you know? so it, it but it also it's also based upon your opponents too you have to you have to check their kits like normally people check the arsenal of their teammates i mean their teammates they already know but their opponents and once you figure that out it's much like like tetris you know what i mean you got to figure out what pieces go together and that can you know can make that perfect piece and get rid of that line, right? So you're basically creating, you know, a counter to their to their deals. So like if I see a bunch of spectrals, I'm not gonna run, <laughs> you know, Well radiance because all it takes is for them to just come in here and slice us up. I mean, it is what it is. But what I would utilize is something like Nova Bomb. If I'm using a warlock, I'll use a Nova Bomb because I need something to shut them down. You need to figure out what supers would shut down the other enemy at that time. You know what I mean? And what what's more beneficial for you and your team? And then also communicating, like I you know I've talked to you before, shadow, communicate with your team. Who's going to utilize what super at what point? You know, because if some everybody does it at the same time, then it just looks like a mess, and you're pretty much now you're unbalanced. Yeah,
3: that's
2: uh yeah super interesting. Yeah, and I, I noticed especially in comp when you're playing against. Like some of the top tier players, I mean, they're so strategic in how they play. Every aspect of the gameplay, they're strategizing. They're playing in such a way to to trap you to get that kill. You know, you have somebody who's running, gunning. You have somebody who's sniping. It's all a strategic cohesion, and and that's what I think uh, is so important when you're playing things like competitive multiplayer to have that. And you have a lot of options with all the different super abilities that we have available to us definitely it's all about
0: um position like i tell everybody it's not it's not as much gun skill as it, as it is about you know positioning and also rotations those are really important when you know when to push when you know when to rotate when you know to reposition yourself when you know to commit to a fight and not commit it's much like overwatch you know cuz like if you consider overwatch like there's always like a tank and, or two um they have a healer um or two and then they also have their dps some aspects, they might do different types of deals, you know what I mean? Depends on what the meta's based around, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but if you have, like, one guy running in and just acting like a monkey and just going crazy, then you got the other guys just staying back. Well, they're just – and it, it depends if it's, like, I don't know. If it's objective, then, you know, you and they have two cat points. I mean, why would you rush in and pretty much feed them? You know, their one – your one kill is one kill uh, point. You know, compared to their two that they can get just by taking your friend out. That's just running in and acting, you know, acting a fool. And so now you have to consider, um, you know, what points are better. You know, knowing the spawns, and then making those, you know, legitimate pushes. And I know for me, um, I'm very pass aggressive, and and I'm aggressive when we need to be. You know, and the reason why I'm pass aggressive is because I'm 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 honestly like calculating my next move and what move would they do in retrospect to my move you know and if they don't do it well then hey it's RNG right <laughs> but you wanna, you kind of want to bait them into what you want them to do if you can get them to do what you want them to do then your team already won you know it's pretty much you're putting the mind game on them and making them feel like they're you know going to have some type of advantage in certain areas and then you pretty much just change it up on them that's a really
2: good point yeah.
0: Very
3: strategic.
2: Now, now you said you, you're you one of the top players in competitive, in, in Destiny Crucible. How did you get to that point? Were you always a really good Crucible player, or is that something that you developed as a skill set?
0: Yeah, well, I want to say, like, there's probably, like, a top 300, you know, and I'm definitely sitting in there. Um, I think it all came down. It came down to... Learning the map, learning the way. Like a friend, you know, my friend antagonized the way that he explained it one time on his stream was he figured out the way that people move. You know, when you figure out how people will do certain things. Like for instance, um, let's say we're playing on Altar of Flame. Altar of Flame is pretty simple. The way that the the um, the way that the spawn system works in here is much like Halo. If anybody knows anything about Halo. They know, spawn systems are really easy to trap, and the way that it works is based upon body count. Okay, so if you have majority of the people on one side, and you let's say you have everybody on one side, and you just team, you just team wiped over there, right? Well, they're gonna spawn on the complete opposite side where you spawned initially, right? Let's say you're split two-two. Well, they're gonna spawn in the middle. It's really simple, like, and so once you once you know that, then you start to figure out how the people are gonna peak. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about something you would do in a, in a high-end game, then it's definitely something they would do, you know? And if they have snipers, then you know not to peak that lane unless you're going to challenge with your sniper and you're confident enough in that or challenge with your shot, you know? It, but it, it, it all is, like I say this all the time, I mean, you can play the same team 10 times, get 10 different results. You're not going to beat the same team each and every time you might, you might beat them all the time, but there's going to be a day when you're going to lose to that. uh, That team's going to lose to you, you know, and you had to take it as it is because things happen in the game that are unexplainable just because of the peer to peer aspect. But, you know, just playing with people on that end and just kind of, you know, like I said, it went from trials and meeting everyone and people, you know, coming into my chat and stream and just, you know, befriending everyone. Um, You know, I think more so, I think everybody knows me because I'm chill I don't get into stuff, and I'm very peaceable, you know, with everyone for the most part. So I just make friends based upon my personality. Like, a lot of people like me because of that, and I'm a good player. And sometimes I have my bad days. And a good teacher. That is what it is. Yeah, a good teacher. (laughs) So, you know, you just, you know, all that put together, um, and just meeting the right people and beating the right people, and, you know, I don't brag on who I beat all the time, you know, I don't think that's honestly necessary based upon the state of the game. And the game is just, like I said, it's completely RNG. You can have a melee battle where you're supposed to win, but you missed the melee because of the desync of the game. And it just caused you, you know, it was a super important melee battle for the round or something. And it caused you to lose. I mean, can you really say that person's better than you when the game didn't work properly? You know what I mean? So it's just like, you can't really brag about who you beat all the time. And, you know, you just got to take it for what it is. And that's how I I climbed my way up, you know, and that's how my reputation got. Because I don't sit here and just say, oh, man, I smack such and such all day, every day, you know? I don't, there's just no point. I just want to play the game to play the game, achieve what I need to achieve, and then help people achieve what they want to achieve.
2: Yeah, Reb, the two things I, I know about you that is very unique from some of the other top Crucible players is that, one, you're very patient with people and also you're very humble about. You know, I was thinking the same. Word. humble. Absolutely. And that's that's something that's really rare in in the community because mm-hmm. I think sometimes you, you you know when players get big enough they start to develop an ego and they're a lot less patient with people who are playing and mm-hmm. I've, I've played with you and you're a very patient guy and you're just a really great mentor in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the game. That's pretty cool.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong i mean i definitely am i can have my impatient moments but i hold it back i think that's it's just you know my my um my old pastor used to say she used to tell me i was just the most patient person because you know i would go shopping with the ladies and you know us men bro we don't want to sit in the store all day and we got other things we want to do and they're sitting in the store and trying to you know buy one t-shirt for like three hours you know mm-hmm and um just being i grew up around a lot of women and and um my mom taught me a lot of respect for women so just learning that and then also on top of like military you know my parents were military or my dad was military and my grandfather was military just being raised in a you know that type of housing and then you apply that to people i mean i did i did sales for shoot years i sort for comcast at&t verizon direct tv um a lot of different places where i just had to be calm with people i've never really blown up I'm on somebody in general i mean the worst type of job was a customer service job and i did that for at&t for like two years and i was tech support so you know you got people on the phone you're just, they're like you're like can you reset your phone oh how do i turn that off how do i turn off the phone like you know they, they don't know how to turn off their own phone and you're like just remove the battery i don't have a battery so how's your phone working you know huh. so you... unplug your computer <laughs> right unplug your brain like you know like you you have people like that, and I mean trust me, I used to sit on the side and be like, oh my gosh, man, this person is slow, you know. And there's times where I may feel like that. That's just it's just natural. But I, I try I have my tendency. I feel like composure, honestly, in Destiny and in, in just any shooter game in general, it's the best thing to have. Like, especially if you're gonna like if you have like a one v two scenario and you win the round, you're like that was huge huge win. I mean you have to have composure. And I think for me, that's the best thing that I could say for anybody that's trying to be good in any type of game. Hold your composure, stay confident, and do your best, you know. And if you can do that, you'll win just about everything. I think that's what every yeah. every top gamer in any game would say, you know, because yeah. you go in there you know, panicking and freaking out. There's times when I do yell and I'm passionately yelling like, hey, we got to do this, this, and this because I really want to win that game. It's not affecting my gameplay, but I feel like some people can't handle it. I come from a Halo background and a Call of Duty background. Those gamers are yellers, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you play with people that have, Destiny is probably their first FPS shooter that they've ever played on PC, and they're like, why are you yelling, man? That's some, you know, they just, they can't handle it. It might be too much for them. And, you know, I'm starting to consider that more because I had somebody tell me that once. And um i'm like okay well that's just passionate yelling to be honest like you know that's nothing against you guys so yeah yeah it's it's just composure there's
2: a difference between trying to bring a point across and just raging if you're just raging because you got killed that's counterproductive but if you're emotional and you want to make sure everybody's on the same page as far as the strategy goes i don't think that's an issue you know that's just playing to win
0: right it, and it is it's it comes to the point where people are just you know some people are passionate and some people are just you know there's just upset people i know a guy right now literally literally it's a literal complaint you know it's about the game and and i'm to the point now like and I, i've been to that point for the past couple of weeks it's like the game's at where it's at we can't change it we can't complain anything about it we can make the complaint about who's lagging in the game and we got to watch out for that guy that's pretty much where i get it i'm like we got to watch out for this dude, he's lagging, you know? And if it is, it is what it is, you know? You can't change it. It's not, and it's strange how the game benefits laggy players because, like, I had this guy I was playing against the other day teleporting everywhere, you know? I'm shooting him, and he's teleporting, like, like bad teleporting, like Nightcrawler, and mm-hmm. I couldn't hurt him. But I immediately died toward, for, you know from him, and I'm like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. I've played other games, like Halo and Call of Duty. The guy was lagging. Or I was lagging and I would die. You know what I mean? I'm hitting somebody and stuff, and I'm not. I'm lagging really bad and I just drop. I'm dead. They didn't die. You see what I'm saying? But in Destiny, and this has been going since D1, it benefits the lagger. And I don't think that's that's a proper, you know, networking coding. I mean, it's terrible. You know, but it is what it is. You have to take it for what it is. Just call it out. Let it know. Let it be known to the other players. Watch out for this dude. <laughs> I think people can learn a lot from like your playstyle. The, the way you, ha- if you
3: have a moment, you can teach somebody something that that's valuable, you know. And I think a lot of people can learn, like just from listening to this podcast right now.
0: It's really, it's really simple. It's really straightforward. I think it, it comes down, like, it only comes down to aiming, you know, to to a degree. You do want to have good aim, but you also want to have good game sense, and that's what it really comes down to. I know a lot of guys. Like, offhand right now, like, this guy, this kid, Zenith, man. Kid is nutty. Like, the guy has an amazing games, uh, game scent. A kid named Panda, who I used to be in a clan uh, destined with, and now he's in Primal with, uh, you know, the, you know, Pure Chill and all those other guys. Huh. When I did I get
3: mean, to Zenith earlier? Uh,
0: yeah, Zenith, I, I just hosted him on Twitter, or Twitch. I just played with him recently, first time. You yeah, know, um, you know my friend Dodge. There's people that I know, like, offhand, like, right now. Um, my friend Aim you know they have great game sense but if you don't have good game sense and know how to maneuver properly you're definitely going to fall apart you're going to fall apart just as easy as you walked into you know walked into the lobby with your friends to go i don't know try to get some you know some water at a hotel and you're like okay well you want to get some ice and you realize that there's no ice makers in the hallway because it was always in your fridge It happened to me once it's 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 a terrible (laughs) feeling (laughs) weird analogy but i'm just saying you know what i mean it just it feels like that it feels like you walk in there and you're you're like looking for something but it was there all along and if you can't capture the the moment of game like the the ability of game sense um then you're really gonna fall apart in any type of game you know you just need to know when people are gonna do things and just just think this is what I would do. This is what I would do if I was that person and just do it. You know, to counteract. Yeah.
2: We are two and a half weeks away from the next season of Destiny Two. Do you have any anything that you're looking forward to or that you're excited for with the next season of Destiny Two? Season of the Drifter?
0: I'm excited.
2: Um I missed the Thorn.
0: I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the Thorn return. Uh, I was one of my favorite guns in D1. Same I welcome. used the Thorn, I used the Hawkmoon, and I used the last word in D1. And so I hope Hawkmoon comes through as well, eventually. Um, I think the community is going to greatly appreciate it on PC. We definitely wanted to see a Nerf to One-Eyed Mask as well as the Tiding Skating. Um, people right now are just, I mean, I was excited to hear it. I would sing, I would complain in comps, I can't wait for that guy to be a terrible player. Cause a lot of people don't really know how to play outside of skating on uh, Titan skating. You know, it's very over abused and, and mixed out with one eye mask and some rushing shotgun guy. I mean, shotguns, you can have the best role on a shotgun and it probably won't register the same as it would, you know, five times in a row. And so, you know, it's beneficial to that, that Titan, you know, that got you marked. And so I'm really looking forward to that being nerfed um, and see the state of the game. I mean, is it really, it, it, I think it's going to change the game style. The, the game's going to slow down and be more thought process. There's going to be more thought process in the, um, in the community as far so as. Just aping with a shotgun. Yeah, just run in and shotgun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think they need to go back to the shotgun nerf. Um, I think people really underestimate the fact that we're using 105 FOV as the max for PC. Most people do that. Um, and they think that shoddies are mapping, but in all actuality, we're a lot closer than we think. Because um, <laughs> the FOV just makes it look like they're far, but they're definitely a lot closer than they think. So if you consider that and then um, just the changes, man, I think it's going to be great. I think comp's going to be a lot more fun. And I hope that the population picks up again because um, I have some recaps to do. So I can, <laughs> you know, I got some games I got to pick up on because. I don't have any, like, teams right now playing. There's nobody playing right now. Apex Legends has really taken over the comp community. Um, I have 200 friends full of the top players and five, four or five are on every day. And that's really bad. <laughs> Whereas I used to have, you know, two, three pages, three, four pages or so. I hardly have half a page of friends online right now because they're all playing Apex. Everybody wants to go pro because being the fact that Destiny doesn't have a pro scene, and we definitely never will. The people that sponsored the tournaments for Destiny, this, they're having their last one here coming up soon. And that's sad to see because they've been sponsoring you know Destiny tournaments since D1. And they said this is the final one um, because there were some scenarios where um, there's some DDoSing happening. And until they get you know uh, dedicated service, it's never going to stop you know the DDoSing attacks because it happened on the PS4 tournament here recently. Do you think that's the answer to them fixing Crucible,
2: bringing yes. in dedicated servers?
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. Dedicated servers will change a lot. It will change the input on the game as far as, like, the registration. It will change the DDoSing. It would change everything. This game would be so much more compatible, and people would like it, enjoy it a lot more. You know what I mean? The Melee whiffs would be, more like, less, you know? Yeah. Because that comes down to poor coding and optimization i mean this game was honestly created very poorly compared to d1 in the sense of like how we enjoyed it and how things connected you know right but on top of pc having all these frames the frames can't keep up with the registration so there's a lot of desync that happens in this game and so um that's a very that's a very big big no-no as far as like (laughs) what everybody wants you know and I that. think if we if we went to dedicated servers, it would stop. It. The DDoSing is enough, man. You know, we, we definitely can't have that happen, especially if Charles comes back. Because a lot of people do recubs on Trials times. And so, you know, they're just trying to get a quick buck. And so they'll cheat their way to it, you know. That's seven wins that they got to get. They'll cheat their way all the way just so they can get it knocked away or knocked it's out. It's so
3: demoralizing so, when that happens.
0: You know? it, it is. It's very bad. You know, it just it just makes the time longer for the community and who's trying to actually get it done legit. And so yeah. it can be bad, but it would fix all it would fix all that for sure. That's why Apex is such a big game right now. It has de- it has dedicated servers. It doesn't have flinch. It has balanced players. Everybody runs at the same speed. You know, and there's just so many benefits to the game itself. And that's what needs to happen.
3: With dedicated servers, if that other person, say, they're lagging on the other team, it's it's going to hurt them like, right. more, right? That Definitely. It's not going to benefit them.
0: It's not. To consider Call of Duty. Call of Duty had dedicated servers. And just think about how it was when you lagged on Call of Duty. It was pretty bad, right? You would never hit a shot. Yeah. Like you're, you would, And then eventually you'll get kicked out, you know, of the game. Oh, yeah. Yep. Whereas yeah, in Destiny, you won't lag out. You'll just keep lagging. And that's pretty silly. Yeah oh we don't want to lose you because the population is so low
2: so we'll just keep you in the match <laughs> yeah i find it rather interesting that a, a game that's free like apex legends has dedicated servers but yet destiny in the four plus years that it's been out they still can't get dedicated servers into the game
0: that comes down to activision's decisions though um,
2: I feel like they
0: have the, yeah, they have the arsenal, they have the feedback, they have the community, you know what I mean, you got people like Gigs and Luminosity and stuff, they're frontlining for us in the sense of what they want and what we need, and they, they complain quite a bit on Destiny, I mean on Bungie, um, excuse me, on Twitter, and I'm sure Bungie's seen these things, you know, but like, really, who has to say so, it all comes down to Activision, them separating from them has, is, a, is a huge jump forward, um, now they really need to listen, because like like I said um, to you earlier off you know offside um, on the side of before the podcast was we didn't react very well at all to the non return of Charles, and so it goes from them telling us Charles isn't going to return to oh well the next day um, we have a dedicated team working on this for you guys you know what I mean because they see that this needs to be expedited or we're out you know what I mean. Because there's people that were responding in the tweet, you know, going to Apex. Same thing with Fortnite. Fortnite had an update that was getting delayed. Everybody, I read it, everybody was talking about they're going to Apex. And so they got some competition out there. And so they need to hurry up, you know, before all things fall apart.
2: On the next segment on the show, we are going to talk about the Bungie Weekly update that we received this past week from Bungie addressing Trowell's and the future of The Crucible. So we're going to dive right into that in much more details. But I do want to move on and talk a little bit about Crimson Days. It's something that is happening right now in Destiny. It's going to be going on for another few days. It's going to be ending on Tuesday, I believe, which is the 18th is the last day, I want to say. 19th. 19th?
3: Well, yeah, 18th into the
2: 19th. Going into the 19th. Yeah. Pretty much 11.59 a.m. on the 19th. That's when it's going to be ending. So if you didn't get a chance to get some of the uh, drops from this new event, you can get a pretty cool new bow called The Vow. Have you guys got a chance to use that bow?
3: A little bit. I've used it a little bit. It's got a fast fire rate, uh, fast draw
0: rate for a bow. I haven't been able to dabble in it. I told you I played my five days from my, my five games, and I was out. I was yeah. like... Where's the the benefit of me? (laughs) Actually, I mean, just getting a bow. I'm not a bow user. I used to be a Hanzo main, but it didn't excite me. It's just the the draw weight was very, very fast, and I thought that was great. But um, from what I hear, everybody just says it's just fast. That's it. And that doesn't really benefit a bow master, you know?
2: Yeah. We need some perks. (laughs) All the bows in the game were pretty butt compared to the Le Monarch. I will admit that I did get the Vow, but I have not used it because ever since I got Luna's Howl, I've been pretty much using that exclusively, especially in PvP. It's been really my go-to. So, eventually mm-hmm. I'll check it out. Maybe next week I'll check out uh, the Vow and uh, let you guys know what I think. But, yeah, it's, it's alright. Um, I did get killed by it quite a few times in uh, Crimson Days. And if anybody does not know, Crimson Doubles is a 2v2 clash activity but with a interesting twist you have to be with your partner or in close proximity to your partner in order to get a buff in your recharge abilities now if you sway too far from your partner then you both get highlighted to the other team so they can see you and where you are more easily which is pretty interesting
3: Yeah, and you'll notice that ability spam is pretty crazy when you're close together. Like, the nades just, they keep coming.
2: (laughs) And if anyone is still grinding out for Redrix's Broadsword, this is your chance to get it because there is double Valor going on right now in the Crucible. So whether you play Crimson Doubles, whether you play Quick Play, you will be getting your Valor rank up, even competitive, although, I mean, that's a little sweaty. Uh, but yeah, if you choose to play that, you can do that as well. We have five bounties available this week from Lord Shaxx. Four daily bounties and one weekly bounty. And I believe the weekly bounty requires that you do a Nightfall with one other person. So you have to two-man a Nightfall. And once you complete that, I want to say it gives you a hundred of those um,
3: hearts. Seventy-five. It's I either think it was
2: seventy-five a... or a hundred.
3: Yeah, I think it's 75.
2: When you complete that, and I believe you need 100 to get the Val. So you don't have to grind too much to get it, but if you do a Nightfall and maybe play one or two uh, Crimson Doubles matches, you should be able to get it pretty easily. Bungie did promise that this year's Crimson Days will have both PvE and PvP activities. Did you guys really feel like they implemented PvE in a good way this time around? I think that... When it
0: comes to anything PvP related and Bungie in general, they have a tendency to leer away from the community. Like they need to do more. they need to listen more, you know? There's people like, I don't know, um, at first, there was like for instance, Fortnite, you know, they listened to the community. The community made its you know its its grunts and its moans first couple seasons, you know, and um, now they're just going out the window and just making planes and stuff. But that's kind of how I feel like Bungie was, you know. In D1, the the time frame that it took to fix things was so much faster. Like, I remember when the Vex class came out after beating, you know, Atheon, you're just like, bro, this was the greatest... Thing that's ever happened to me. This gun is the greatest. And people, I, used, I got so excited. I actually got it after the nerf. I was really upset. But when it first came out, man, that thing was so crazy. You know, like three shots and people were just getting melted. And there's so many bullets. And there was like no kick, you know? And you're just like, man, this thing's crazy. And then the fusion rifle came. You know, fusion rifle de- uh, debuff and stuff came and all that stuff. And it was just, it was so bad. But they did it in such a timely manner, you know? And if you consider... All the things that Bungie's doing right now as far as, like, adding stuff, but then there's, like, we had the OEM for, what, a whole season, yeah, basically, right? And, man, that thing was broken from day one, and everybody complained about it. Everybody complained about tiding skating. And it's like, man, how long did it take for them to actually take action, you know? They're just, like, adding stuff, adding stuff. So when it comes to, like, the PvP side, they really need to step in and, like, allow somebody from the community to get in there and let them do the work and then make it a lot snappier. We need hot fixes, you know? We don't need um, additional add-ons on, you know, like you just gave us a bow and some chocolate, basically. And it's like, you could have did better than that for us, you know? At least in the PvP community. PvE side, it's very interesting, you know what I mean? Like how they, they cater to that more. But that's just because the game has a lot more casual players, you know? But, I mean, it's a shooter game, too. You can't be really – you can't really look at a shooter game as a casual game. You can't – that's really weird, you know? I could see, like, maybe Splatoon, (laughs) you know, on the Switch. You're like, that's kind of chill, you know? But, like, when you're thinking about something that has abilities and perks and stuff like that, and, you know what I mean? Like, they're creating deadly-type guns. You can't really think at it like, okay, this game is definitely casual. Because I mean, not every gun fits in PVE. Yeah. That's PVP. And so yeah, they need a. They definitely should have like catered more
2: to the community instead of just adding stuff. Once you beat the PVE activities in Destiny, it's not something you're going to continue to grind time and time again unless you're going back to D1, where it took forever for you to get some of the raid gear or some of the raid weapons that you were trying to get. Or even things like the perfect god roll Nightfall drop like the Omnigal Strike, for example, right? Everybody was grinding for that perfect curated weapon from that strike. They need to bring that back more. Uh, But also with PvP, once you're done playing PvE, there's really PvP to play. And that's pretty much what's going to extend your gameplay beyond let's say a month because realistically even if they create the greatest campaign after a month guess what you're done playing that after a month's time you're done playing the raids you're done playing the nightfall so what's left is pvp and every pvp match that you play is going to be unique because you're playing against real players and they really do need to put focus on that more emphasis on that to extend the gameplay beyond one or two months and that's gonna keep people active and playing
3: I got more to say about that
2: in our PvP segment, for sure. So. In my opinion, with Crimson Days, they they made it seem like PvE was going to be a larger aspect of this activity this time around, but I feel that they kind of missed the ball this time because you can play a Nightfall that you were always able to play you're not really getting anything for it. You're getting 75 of those uh, confectionery hearts, which doesn't really give you anything. If you already got the drops last year, the only two things you're grinding for is the Vow, which some people may not care about it, or the Sugar Shell. So that's it. That's yeah, it
3: would have been nice to get some lore like we got with like the other, some of the other things. Or maybe... Make like a whole weapon set. Don't just make a bow, a bow. like let it, let's get some other weapons and everything. You know, give us more of an incentive to want to play the activity.
2: There's too little incentives to play. There's not enough drops, and that's where I think Destiny Two very much differs from Destiny One, because in Destiny One, whatever activity you played, there was an abundance of drops for you to grind for. It. So there was a reason to keep playing the game time and time again. Like, look at Trials of Osiris, right? You didn't just get two weapons. You got multiple weapons. You got armor that can drop from it. You have special emblems that can drop from that activity. So it gives give you a much greater reason not to only get it accomplished once, but to continue to grind the activity to get that drop that you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, just to... Uh, go over the the rest of the weekly update uh we do have the vow legendary bow as we mentioned it is the first legendary bow that's available to all destiny 2 players so whether or not you bought forsaken or not you will be getting uh the the bow as a potential drop which i do like that i do like the fact that everybody's included whether you just bought vanilla destiny or whether you bought Forsaken. But if you think about it, it's also kind of telling about their sales with Forsaken. Because I don't think it did as well as people believe that it did. I, I don't know how much of the community actually has Forsaken. But for them to open up the vow, uh, Exotic Bow, or not Exotic, Legendary Bow, to everybody and also to make the Whisper mission available to everybody, I think it's I think it kind of leads to an indication that Forsaken didn't quite do as well as they would have hoped.
0: I think Bungie's hurting in general. Like yeah. like I said, you know, like, think about, like, we're PC players, you know? Consider the population right now. I mean, you'll find more people doing PvE uh, activities than you would in PvP. And, like, a lot of the PvE activities is aimed towards the game. And the actual, you know, DLC Right? So if they don't have If they don't have people that can play the DLC Then People gravitate towards PvP I have a couple friends that You know, created um, All Smurf accounts And, you know, they just Played PvP, really They got through the main and they're just like Well, there's nothing else to do So let's just do some Crucible, play some comp Get the, you know, Lunas Not Forgotten Which is basically for everyone too You don't need DLC for that and after that point they're just like well this is all we can do is play quick play quick play and comp that's about it Yeah. and so they had to open up their you know their servicing to really everyone and that's why they made the base game free or the they even made Forsaken free for that time frame um you know so people can get a taste of it cause really like Forsaken Forsaken in my opinion was a great DLC right. um until we beat it, you know, we beat it and we've, you know, they opened up like Dreaming City has so much Like potential to do you know, do amazing things and be so much better um, There's a lot of secret areas that you're just like, whoa, I wonder what's gonna happen here It's but it's just emptiness, you know, and you're just like, what is this room? You know, you go through a lot of places and for a 2nd you're just thinking that something else and something greater is gonna happen and nothing happens It's just an empty room and there's just fancy stuff around in Dreaming City, you know? And that's just, it's so mysterious, but you're just like, there could be, it could be so much better. And after they did the raid and the raid took them like super long, like 18 hours or whatever, um, you know, after that, it was just kind of like, kind of like, oh, whoa, we opened up the Shadow of, you know, Shattering Throne and that stuff was all cool. But then after, you know, a couple months of the DLC, like two months, it's just kind of like, well, the weeklies have I been mean, coming back around and stuff. is just, you know, there's not enough ascending challenges. And it's just, they could be doing so much more, but they just, yeah. they really shot themselves in the foot. They went in a great direction. They just didn't execute it.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to really chase, or nothing meaningful to chase. I mean, you can still get your seals, which partially are RNG-based, right? Because you need to get all of the um, loot for that specific activity in order to get the seal after you've accomplished all of the triumphs for it. So I think that's that's one aspect that kind of turns some people away from it. Uh, but also look at things like Iron Banner, right? It's coming back, but it doesn't really have anything new to offer. So Iron Banner, it's coming back, but there's no real reason for you to actually play it or chase after anything in it.
3: Yeah, there's no new weapons or anything. Even even if we would have got the reprise weapons from, like, D1, that, that would have been more exciting than what we got right now. Yeah. Um,
0: I think the problem with Iron Banner is like, they need to bring back, like, they need to take away the fact that you can actually get it, you know, and, and buy it with tokens and stuff or whatever the package is. I think that's yeah. silly. It doesn't make sense for us to, like, play for all these packages and then like, turn in the tokens and then get the gun before we even get the gun. Like, what's the yeah. point of you having it, like, exclusively there and we could just RNG it, you know, when we turn in our coins? Yeah, and it should be, what, like,
3: D1 and drop at the end and you build reputation like you did in D1 and
0: everything. Exactly. And that's more boastful. I mean, most people were looking forward to the, the reputation build anyways because they're just like, man, how many packages did you do? How many times did you do the little prestige deal, you know? Like, people were into that. Yeah. and that was cool but like being able to just get the gun that we're, you're pretty much putting on display from the last Iron Banner and it's like okay we don't need that and then what they do is they took all the Iron Banner gears from the first season of Iron Banner on D2 and then they added like rolls to them which was kind of cool but it's kind, we're kind of out of the that meta you know so now what they're doing is like for instance SMGs are getting yet another buff and they just got another buff and so it's like they're really trying to force our hand to play stuff that they want us to play that we don't want to play to be honest like the the year of smgs and stuff is it was a good time you know but we're we're everybody's stuck on this bygones blast furnace and last word you know ace of spades like there's like a set meta right now and it's like honestly bungie did it to themselves they shouldn't have made these guns and then change the TTKs, you know, and and just made it so that it's suitable for what they want. It's not what the computer the community wanted. So they're really they're really facing all everything that they're facing right now is because they did it. It's kind of yeah. like you know, it's kind of like you 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 know, reap what you sow type deal. And they're not getting they're not getting the response that they want, and they're trying to figure out how, and they're just making it worse. They just they're not really listening. It's like it's like the the boyfriend that doesn't listen to the girlfriend when she tells him, you know, when she tells him that she doesn't like certain stuff, and he still tries to do it to think that maybe this time it might be good, and she's like, "No, I told you before, you know." Yeah, it's the same type of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, I think it's the balancing is just like I I know it must be a nightmare to balance the game and everything, but. I mean, they've been doing it for four years. They should have a, more of a feel for how to go about it, how to balance certain weapons and, you know, the sandbox. And
0: for sure. That. For sure. And it just comes down to listening. Just listen to who's who's complaining. That's it. If Bungie, if Bungie could just do that just for us as, like, you know, crucible players, then, man, this game would be in such a better state. Who cares about the PvE? at that point you know it just shows that we have a company that cares yeah and that's what you want you know you don't want to go to mcdonald's like when mcdonald's remember when they changed the salt <laughs> they changed <laughs> the salt <laughs> yeah remember they i think they went from like kosher to like sea salt or something like that oh okay i guess i remember know. that because I mean, it's yeah, it a healthier exactly. choice you know yeah and i mean people were complaining about that but That's what I'm saying. You had, I mean, I don't know about now. They, they, even McRib, man. The Mc, I don't know. I think the McRib was gross, to be honest. But people wanted it, man. They were like, we want the McRib to come back. And the McRib came back and you know what I mean? You it's literally come.
3: just like the thing you get in a frozen meal, basically. Yeah, right? it's pretty
0: gross. It's yeah. definitely one of those banquet-type deals. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I wasn't impressed. I don't know why everybody's hyped. It must be stuck on them dollar dollar food-type foods. But anyways... Um, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You know, you just everybody wants a company that listens, and when the company listens, then they gravitate towards that company, and they're like, "We love this company. This company
2: is the greatest company ever." Do you guys remember when uh, Coke changed their uh, formula?
3: Yeah, that people was were back suffice. in the '80s. Back, back in the '80s, man. Yeah, yeah. People were, people pissed. were pissed.
2: Pissed. Yeah,
3: they were, and then they had no choice but to change it back the original because just
2: the public outcry thing. Okay, so I want to move on to talk about Trials and what Bungie had stated about it, but let me finish with a couple things more about Crimson Days. Uh, First, the Tiny Bow Emote and uh, Shot Through the Heart ornament are available for direct purchase. I do not believe you can get them as drops in the game. You can only buy them from uh, the Tess Ever... Evers... Yeah, that's right. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? The fact that, you know, with the limited content that we have, the two things that are new, they put them behind a paid wall?
3: I don't like that. You should be able to earn them through gameplay, too. I mean, it's it's literally, like, if if Crimson Days and Crimson Doubles is in the lore, like, and it is, you should, there should be a, a avenue through gameplay to earn it, too.
0: Yeah, yeah they... Like, again, you know, they shoot themselves in the foot. They put money before product, you know? It's, like, it's more quantity over quality type deal, you know? And that's what really turns people off about this game. I mean, it just kind of falls back to the big uproar of microtransactions, man. They push that stuff like no other. And it's like, well, we want all these different, like, emotes and stuff, and we don't feel like we're we're going to earn them properly or anything, or we, you know, we don't want to have to buy ornaments and stuff and pay actual money for it, you know, and that's that kind of stuff that makes it seem like the company is, but I, honestly, that comes, like, again, that comes down to Activision. Activision is definitely a uh,
3: money- the big pushers of that. I mean, yeah, he, got big... Luke, he got Luke Smith to say, uh, oh, you're going to throw your money at the screen, you know, for emotes, and it's been like that ever since, you know, so it's, <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, did Activision, did activision make Luke Smith say that or did he just stupidly say that
3: well it's probably the mentality you know because you know he he knows what activision was was looking for you know activision yeah. they just let go 800 employees and everything yeah like
2: when their CFO ridiculous. made 50 million
3: yeah 83 million between all their um higher their CEO, CEOs and You know, upper management, and then they just let go of 800 employees.
2: Yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty crappy move in my opinion. Pretty rotten. Pretty rotten. Very very crappy. And uh, the final thing I do want to say about the uh, Crimson Days 2019 is that you can also purchase a pretty sweet hoodie actually once you complete the. Quest. I'm not sure if you have to complete all the triumphs to get it or if you just have to get you the gotta bow. Get that
3: bow. I think you just
2: gotta get the bow. Oh okay, yeah. so that's pretty easy. So they do have a hoodie that you can buy from the bungee store. Um it looks kinda cool. How much is pretty that red. How much is it? I'm curious. Seven hundred 50... and seventy seven thousand dollars and seventy seven cents. Yeah, right.
0: Alright, oh, that's in Euros.
2: <laughs> <laughs> In Canadian dollars. Uh, no, it's it's actually forty nine ninety nine. So it's
0: not. Oh, yeah, so it's not
2: fifty. Uh, fifty bucks. Yeah, not yeah. too bad.
0: I don't know when sweaters got so ex- so expensive. I just want to stay warm. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather like knit together a bunch of socks and then call it a day. <laughs> yeah, they're
2: they're also going to include that uh, the heart pin that. You were able to get during a previous uh, event that Bungie had. I believe they they were raising money for either Florida or Texas. There it was Texas. It was Texas. Was a it Texas.
3: Was a, was a Harvey? Yeah,
2: uh... Her- Harvey, yep. Yeah. And they were raising money for Harvey and they released this uh, pin, I want to say, like, sometime last year. I think, like, late summer, early fall. And. I, I did pick that up, but it's going to be included with the purchase of the Vow hoodie, and they will donate $7 from each of those uh, purchases to the Bungie Foundation, which is kind of cool. Number seven. <laughs> uh, now, so next up, this one, this topic I'm very excited to talk about because... Bungie released an update with uh, this week's Twab regarding Trials of Osiris, or Trials of the Nine, whichever you want to call it. Shadow Price, do you want to talk about that a little bit?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, this is from their Destiny dev team, and uh, it goes on to read As longtime Destiny players know, Trials of Osiris was released in May of 2015 as the original high stakes weekend PvP event. Trials had an amazing impact on our game and our community. It was a pinnacle venue for players to show off their best skills, strategies, and gear. The 3v3 elimination mode combined with the card system created the coveted reward of earning a trip to the lighthouse. With the introduction of Trials of the Nine in Destiny 2, we made a few changes to the formula, which never really hit the same mark. We were unhappy with its role in the ecosystem, The new activity wasn't achieving the goal of bringing the community together every weekend. Both Destiny and online PvP scene have evolved since 2015, so we don't believe that bringing back the 2015 version of Trials of Osiris would accomplish what our goals are today. Until we have a solid prototype for a pinnacle PvP endgame activity, Trials is staying on hiatus indefinitely and will not return over the course of the next few seasons. When we have those new plans ready, we'll be sure to share them with you so
0: what do you guys think of that shots fired i think they messed up with their words if you literally hear what they're saying they're saying we you know what i mean they're not saying anything as far as the community they it's what they projected and what they didn't get as far as the response we were perfectly fine with trials I think everybody, honestly, typically, nine times out of ten, was perfectly fine with trials. I have so many people right now that I can just say, let me call this guy real quick and tell you, like, let him talk. You know what I mean? I have so many people like that right now that would literally would say that they were fine with it. I have discords. I have many, many messages of people just – it's hatred, like, towards the company. It's really bad. And it's sad to see that happening for people like me that – been playing this game for like five years basically and we're just like man they're just they're over it i have there's people that are partnered streamers that are literally saying they're just they're so disappointed cami cakes has they have commands you go to their streams they have literal commands exclamation point trials and and just they're sad people are just so sad (laughs) and just kind of disgusted with the bungee it's like what are you guys doing yeah do you guys really know what you're doing right now like do you understand like What impact you're having on the community, and are you guys really listening? Because it's going to come down to their numbers when they see, like, because I remember when D1 first came out, they were so proud of how many people were playing Destiny. You remember that? They put out X amount of hours and this many people playing. You remember that time they were doing that type of stuff? They bragged about that, and I'm pretty sure they're seeing their numbers dip. Yeah. Man, what the heck is going on now? Yeah. It's you. And, and it's one of those It's one of those Breakup scenarios It's not you It's me You know what I mean yeah. it's, it's like It's it's The game is fine I mean there's a lot of Tuning that it could have And stuff And it, maybe It might not be It might not be The best Situation for everyone But Just lean to somebody You know what I mean That actually plays this game The way that it should be played I mean we I watched them do The, uh, the bungee bounty And watching those guys play I'm like Okay, there's no way that dude got his not forgotten. He either got his count recoved or they just, the devs just gave him again a gun. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, there's no way that these guys are good. And how are people struggling against them? Because they're casual players. They look completely casual. I mean, dude, the combo they were using, this dude was using a, uh, he was using a bow and some type of, I don't know what it was it was a crazy loadout and it was like it was legit his loadout without before they started you know telling the community to choose his loadout it was like are you serious you're really gonna use that you know what i mean yeah. and it was just silly <laughs> and it just makes me think like man like that's where people that's where the you know you could separate you know the big wigs and you know what i mean like the the casual yeah. workers you're just like you see who's who you know what I mean? The identities revealed. And when they said that it was like a slap to the face. I think for me, um, when I got into the recove business itself, I wasn't even intending to do it. Um, I started off on Xbox for D2 cause you know, it came out a couple months before PC and I was helping people the same way. Um, somebody approached me and was like, Hey, I'll do this, this and this. And recove's are frowned upon, you know, in the community for sure. Um, but somebody came to me. I didn't even want to do it. I was just like, dude, I'll just help you, man. I'll just play with you and help or play for you, whatever you want. You know, I just wanted to do out of the kindness of my heart. And then people just started coming to me, and it just turned into something else. But that community is also the sweat community, too, as well. Um, there's some people that are for the game. There's some people that are for themselves and their pockets. I mean, they just want money, you know? And I've heard so many people like that. And I actually don't associate with people like that. I'd rather play with people that are for the game and for the community. Um, but yeah. that's how I see my servicing. I'm, you know, Whatever I do, you know, whether I'm playing with you or playing for you, I'm looking at it like I'm doing this for you. I want you to have what you want. I mean, you can't make, you may have your life schedule or whatever in front of you, or you may have, you know, you may not have the right, you know, group of friends or something. I'm just here to help in whatever way I can. It's kind of how I am in real life, you know? If I got a dollar, I'll give you a dollar. But, um, yeah. But that's just, it just, it just hurts so bad to see that. Cause man, I was, I had such a big following um, and viewage um, at that time. And it's sad to see that they came for that. And some of them stuck around and some of them actually come back to my stream from time to time. I like, mean, man, I ain't seen you in a year. Cause it hasn't really, I mean, Charles hasn't been out in almost a year. And you're just like, man, like to think that I met so many great people. It was so fun. I had so much fun. I met so many people, networked with so many people, and it's like they stole that relationship from me. That those friendships are now gone because what they wanted and what they sought after can no longer be found through me or anybody. Yeah. And you know, it's yeah. it's it sucks. It sucks. And and we're just like, what are we gonna do? I mean, people want help in not and not forgotten and and lunas. Lunas are really easy to do in in our opinion. But Not forgotten. the population has died down so much, it takes like 10 years. I literally played for five hours and got nine games wow. in five hours because the population is so dead. The matchmaking takes
3: like a half hour. It right? takes
0: so long. When you get to high comp, like 3, 4, 5K, things start to slow, slow down so bad. And you may even face the same team, which is silly. You play one team, you beat them, and you're waiting in queue for 10, 15 minutes, you match the same team. It's like why can't it just institute back into the same team if they're gonna keep playing? You know what yeah, I mean? Or or move forward to the next. And and there's no way in the whole world that there's only one team on right now. And it took them fifteen minutes to find the same team. There's no way. And that's that makes that's bo- that's yeah. bothersome. You know, with people like the, that's,
3: yeah, that's why the P V P matchmaking is broken <laughs> right now. And um Yeah, I I wanted to just say one more thing. Um, I wanted to highlight what you said earlier about it brought the community together, like trials in D1 and everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, they actually like admitted that this new activity was not wasn't achieving the goal of bringing the community together. Like so, it's
0: they weren't there for the streams. (laughs) Yeah. They, the it's... community
2: they were talking about was the community in their office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see my my big issue with this trials update that we got was that they it, it almost seems like they're not listening. They're like they acknowledge that trials in D one was great. the people loved it. and then they just go on in the second paragraph to say that it doesn't match their goals today. but they don't really go on to say what their goals are which means I don't think they even know what their goals are with it. And then they even go on to say that they don't have a solid prototype for a pinnacle PvP endgame activity. What? Hmm. Destiny 2 has been out for so long, and you do not have a solid prototype for a pinnacle PvP activity? That's mm -hmm. kind of crazy to me.
3: See, this is where I agree with Reb, that they need to bring in people like Reb, people like Triple Rec, people like Luminosity, all these people... To get the feedback from them to say what we want from trials and everything, what we want a competitive PVP end game p- pinnacle matchmaking event to be.
2: But haven't they kind of done that? They've invited uh, a large group of members from the Destiny. I don't think they've done they it they for did. that though.
0: They did. They did the. They did the Destiny Summit. I mean, they had uh, you know, uh, Giggs was there and a couple other people, uh, King Gethalian and. They were there for feedback. And I'm like, I think about the feedback that was given, and it didn't go the direction that they wanted. And it's like, what was the point of them flying those guys out for them not to accomplish what we wanted them to accomplish?
3: That's why there should be a PvP summit, like, showcase completely on competitive PvP and, you know, what trials could you know, evolve into possibly like, I think it should be focused solely on PVP because I feel like that's the part of the game that's suffering the most right now.
2: Right. Definitely. So. 100% on that. I think PVP is not in a great state. I was really excited back right before forsaken when the crucible leads went out and said that, Hey, any crucible maps that we create moving forward will be available to all destiny players. And that kind of got me excited because it almost demonstrated their commitment to sticking with Crucible and PvP. But then when we didn't get any maps with um, this last expansion that we got in December, we got nothing. We still don't have any new maps in Crucible. It almost feels like they abandoned Crucible altogether, and they're they're not really sure what they want to do with it. (laughs) <laughs> and it's hey, and it's oh, yeah. important and and this is a very critical time for them to bring PVP into the game to bring people into playing the game because there's a lot of competition. There's the Division 2s coming out pretty soon. We have Anthem coming out next week even though it's not a PVP game, but it's a popular popular title. And then we have Apex Legends which is a PVP game. That a lot of people are flocking to. So for them to drop this update that wasn't very clear about anything, it just says that, hey, we won't have anything for at least two seasons, and it's on hiatus indefinitely, that's a pretty strong statement to make. You know? And it, it's not going to help them to bring players back or to keep players wanting to keep playing Destiny.
0: It's not. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause a snowball effect, and... The community is going to deteriorate. More in Division in the community, yeah. Exactly, because I have people now that are already talking about Division 2. Division 2, if they have the Dark Zone, it's going to be in a better state than Destiny. Division was a great game, um, in my opinion, like before the rework. I mean, it ran out of content really fast, but the rework, even with the rework, um, was an incredible change of events for the game. I was like, wow, like they really want us to play this game. They legit made it from the ground up again and if bungie can accomplish that just something on that mannerism i mean come on the possibilities of the game the game is like it has endless possibilities it's such a such a great game that could be you know like just think of the visuals that we experienced in d1 we were all so excited just to do things we're just like whoa, look at this, like, man, look at how they designed this. We were excited for designs, now it's just so lazy. You know, everything's so lazy and put together. I totally agree with you. That's just, just,
3: I just, I don't like the look of the PVP maps. I don't, they all look the same. Like, you know, that's just, they don't have enough flair originality and things of that nature. And, you know, and I love the PVP maps and I love the locations in D1. Venus is my favorite location. I love the way that look and everything, you know? And it's just, they had so much pride then and it just feels like yeah they've
0: gotten lazy, and everything and it just. Yeah, I feel like they've given up, They've honestly given up on their project. I wouldn't be surprised if they came out of nowhere and just said they were doing some battle royale game, like, <laughs> like Destiny battle royale. That's why we took it out. Like, you know, like well, that probably be it. Probably be a better direction for Bungie if Bungie came out with a battle royale. Like Apex didn't come out with any type of uh, advertising. That thing just came out of nowhere. If it's a private project, it's a private project. That I would, if they came out with a private project, I completely would forgive them. And if it's a great private project, I would forgive them for, you know, and it's and it's all PvP. I would completely forgive them for like the slack that they're giving us, you know.
2: What if we got a battle royale mode in Destiny Two? Do you think that would fit in the?
0: It'd have to have specific guns, honestly, and I think it would be, and they. I think it would be very interesting to be honest like just think about it it'd be pretty need dedicated interesting. servers though like it's... yeah they would definitely need dedicated servers the game but... will
3: fall apart peer to peer like yeah. without in that mode you know it's
0: yeah just like you know abilities they would have to re- <laughs> it'd be really weird it'd be like Spellcraft or whatever that game is Spell whatever you know what I mean the the Battle Royale with the Wizards and stuff I don't know what it's called Starcraft but um no, it's called Spell Something. It's like oh. a, it's literally a, oh, Spell Break. It's uh like a battle royale for from like magic and stuff. It's pretty interesting, but is I think it's poorly executed. But yeah. I think it's it'd be worth. Um, it'd, it'd be very interesting to have. Um, but they would have to create just like you said, dedicated servers for it. Maybe um,
3: to. you can't have like sixty people lagging on screen. It would be pretty bad
0: yeah i mean mm-hmm. it's already bad we're we're already haunted in the community by um right now we're haunted by um aimbots, you know in the community and um i don't think wall hacks is a thing in in destiny right now but it was a it was an issue last year and it's definitely an issue now when the last word and the sniper combo came back into the play as far as destiny is concerned um yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's a good sniper. Like everybody, man. Like there's so many people, even some friends of mine that are just like never snipe before with us at all for a year. And all of a sudden it's just the best sniper in the game. We're just like, bro, how do you know how to snipe? So we don't like initially put in like accusations, but man, there's so many suspect people out there. That are definitely cheating and using third-party softwares, and then there's some that just using controllers. And I mean, I don't have an issue with controller users. I know you guys use controllers, but me personally, I feel like the aim assist and stuff and controllers could be a little bit much, uh, you know, and beneficial for the other players. And um, you know, it could just be, it could just, it could be,
2: you know, pretty triggering as far as you know, getting sniped all the time. You know, it's pretty interesting you say that because. Before we moved to PC, the concern was always, hey, are we going to be able to compete against all of the keyboard and mouse players because they move so much quicker than, than our controller players? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting for you to say that the controller players have an advantage because of the aim assist versus the keyboard and mouse players.
0: They have an advantage
2: and a disadvantage.
0: Their their advantage is definitely their aim, um, and their disadvantage is their their mobility. Um, I mean, I started off on PC, um, I was playing, when I was playing, uh, Xbox Destiny 2, I was on PC playing Overwatch for about four to six months, so I didn't get far. I went from silver to diamond, but it was a pretty, pretty big improvement for me. It's a couple ranks, you know, and, uh, that was just forcing myself to get used to the mouse and keyboard. Destiny comes out on PC, um, I still continue to use controller. I did it for about, Four months, I think. And um, from time to time, I'll bounce, I'll do PVE because, you know, Better Devils was like the meta back then. I did like some PVE with Better Devils and stuff. And trying because hand cannons are definitely way better on, on mouse and keyboard, hands down. And, um, except for the Lunas, because the Lunas has that aim assist and, yeah, it, it's pattern is pretty much the same as the, the keyboard. because um, there's no, there's no, there's no kick to it, you know? So yeah. it benefits more. Like, the is and Not Forgotten and Sniper, and yeah, they definitely benefit more on the controller. Um, but when it comes to, like, getting in somebody's face and stuff, there's only an X amount of top players that I know that can really counteract people getting in their face, you know, and jumping over them and stuff like that. There's only a couple controller players that I know personally that can, you know, handle that, that type of pressure. Other than that, I mean, they're pretty much done for. I can't you handle know? that type of pressure I'm not <laughs> one of those people I it's freaked hard.
2: out and it just its not a good look
0: I die It's hard Snipers on controllers are just like They're the best They're honestly the best in the game You know and then you'll probably have that one dude That's just crazy good at aiming One of our friends antagonized You know he was a great sniper With mouse and keyboard I mean insane Dude was insane Another guy that's really good low Sonic You know a guy's insane when it comes to sniping I've been um, snipe
3: by him a few times. When yeah, the game's
0: and he's nutty, he's nutty. Yeah. And so, like, there's people that you can, you know, and those guys are, like, CSGO players, you know? Like, global players and stuff like that. I can see that being a thing. But average mid-tier players or something like that, they're not going to do so well on mouse and keyboard. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't use mouse and keyboard too often. I mean, I don't use um, sniper too often, excuse me. Um, but when I do, I hit some pretty good snipes, but I'd prefer not to because I'm not as confident as most people.
2: Mm -hmm. Very cool. Now, I do want to move on to the next subject. Uh, Briefly, I do want to mention Iron Banner is going to be returning on February 19th to the 26th. It will be the final Iron Banner event of the season. Uh, Bungie also did mention that your bounties will be deleted after the season is over, which is going to be with season of the... Drifter, I want to say, so make sure you turn in those bounties before the new season begins because they will expire and they will be deleted. Also, this week, or this upcoming week, we will have Criminal's Dagger available and Hero's Burden available for purchase from Lord Shaxx.
3: Again, wasn't the hero's burden like
2: up last time too? <laughs> Lord Saladin. Still. Oh man. Um and Iron Banner tokens will also be moving forward into the next season as well. So if you are saving them for the next season if there's nothing you want to get this season, you can go ahead and stack them. They will be okay for the next season of Destiny 2. Um so that kind of concludes the weekly update for the week. Uh, we do have a tradition on the show where we rate the weekly update from one to five in in terms of uh, spicy tuna rolls. So in traditional sense, what would you say you would give this weekly update?
3: I'm going to let Red go first, because I want to see what he's going <laughs> to give. Um,
0: two. You're I so it generous. Two.
3: You know that?
1: I would,
0: two. I would give it a two. I'll give it a two because they 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 informed us.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I'll go I'll go a step above. I'll give it a two and a half. Um, just that trials thing. That was a gut punch, and that's that that's not a good look.
2: Uh, I would give them a zero if I could, but I'm gonna give them a one. And the reason why I say that is because. The information that we did get about this Trials update, to me, it's not really a real update, in my opinion. It's just saying that they have no clue when it's coming back, and not to expect it for the next two seasons. And I think they really—like, yes, I appreciate them communicating that, but at the same time, that's pretty crappy news to give people. And if they will say that Trials of Osiris did not meet the goals of what they had in mind— and they should have went on and explained a little bit further what the goals are so that we can better understand where they're coming from with the game. Because right now, it kind of sounds like, well, don't expect Trials back anytime soon. We don't know when it's coming back, but there's so many other games out that you can play now. And I, I think that was a wrong move on their part. And then on top of that, with Crimson Days being so uneventful, I, I think they could have done so much more
0: yep Definitely.
2: and that tiny bow emote and the shot through the heart ornament I'm sorry but it shouldn't be a direct purchase item when you're only introducing two items into the game that you can grind for if you haven't played uh, Crimson uh, Days before so ne- that's not cool in my opinion so I would give it a 1 inadvertently they, uh, they kind of memed us
0: they shot us through the heart Right? <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And <laughs> we were too
2: late. <clears throat> Here comes an update you're not going to like. <laughs> Shut so, up. I, I do want to bring up a couple more things before we dive into the main discussion of the show, which is, of course, Crucible. A uh, couple little updates. We do have a new Destiny Grimoire Anthology Volume 2 that was announced uh, recently by Bungie. And that will be coming out. It's a. It's going to be available on the Bungie Store for $24.99. I don't know if you guys are into Destiny lore at all.
3: I am. I got the. I got the Volume One right over there, sitting on my desk.
2: I have not tapped into it, to be honest. It's it's so good. I, I read Volume One in one day. It was that Ooh. good, and I, I I don't normally read a whole lot. I will admit that but I read it in one sitting. It was that good. It was so, so good. Uh, and then mm-hmm. we're also getting the Destiny comic book collection, Volume 1, also, that will be coming to the Bungie store. They don't have a release date set yet, but you can uh, go on the Bungie store and sign up to get updates on when it will be available, and that's going to be at uh, MSRP of nineteen ninety nine. Hmm. Um, and that uh, that will be coming out. So if you guys are into it, check it out. I highly recommend the Grimoire Anthology, especially. That was a really good read, and I'm pretty excited for the next one. Shadow Price, do you have any more comments on uh, the an- anthology?
3: Um, no. No, okay. It's uh, just like you said, it's a good read.
2: Everybody should check it out if they want it. Cool. Very cool. So finally... To the main discussion of the night, we have Crucible. And Crucible has gone through many changes and transformations throughout Destiny. Uh, Many Guardians will argue that the Crucible is currently in the lowest point that it's been in a really long time and that it is in dire need of a shake-up and changes and updates to the Crucible landscape. Now, what do you guys think? is the current state of crucible in and pvp today
3: it's kind of in a dire straits actually it's like you know the matchmaking is just not optimal it's not like it's doesn't seem to be working as intended and things like that you're getting like you said, like Reb said earlier, uh, long matchmaking waits, like having to wait like 15, 20 minutes to queue up. is like, that's, that's not respecting people's time and everything. You know, it's just, it's not, it ain't it chief.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, um, well, my, my stream title was today dead. I think the, I think the community is pretty dead right now. And, um, the reason why i say that's cuz like i said i have some of the top players on my friends list on pc and to sign in and see that only uh, four to seven people are playing whereas it would be maybe 14 to 20 some odd 30 some odd right um that's bad i had a friend of mine he uh his name zenith and um you know, they were just hurting to find a fourth, you know. They couldn't find anybody. Um, a guy, JP Blink, on his, you know, he does he does Comp too as well. Excuse me. Um, and he couldn't find anyone either. And I heard them go between discords and say, hey, can you come play? And people were like, no, I'm not playing that trash game. I'm playing Apex. You know what I mean? Like, everybody honestly jump ship. I can look at my followage on twi- uh, Twitch right now of who I would follow for Destiny and they're all playing Apex. It's crazy. Like it's really crazy. And I feel like the um the streamers like a friend of my a friend of mine um, Echo Gun I don't know how to say his Akugan, I don't know how you say his name. He's a big PVE guy. He plays some PVP. Plays some Warframe, but he was big known uh, known for like PVE stuff. And he's a partner streamer as well. Um, and he his average number of viewers had shifted. You know, I remember seeing them in the hundreds or so, and now it's like, you know, anywhere between the 50s ish. A lot of people that aren't playing Destiny, their stream numbers are starting to dip, and um, mm. you know, the community has abandoned itself. Like the viewage, on from the viewage to the player count, it's like, it's really weird to see right now. You know what I mean? Like on a lot of streams, I think somebody that's really doing well. Like a, is my friend Juski, um, you know, he's sitting at about 150, 200 or 300, and you know it might be from Cammy Cakes hosting him or something. Who always hits about 600 to 800, and it's like you see these people, man, that would hit big numbers, and they're dipping because of the the shift in the atmosphere. That's what I want to call it. And it's we're in another age where battle battle royales are taking over. Like, honestly, Apex is, a, a, in a, I don't, I don't want to promote it too much. I don't play it too often. But, man, it's an amazingly polished game. There's a lot of good things about that game. That I personally, like, I'm I'm decent. I'm, you know, I can get about three, four, five kills, you know, per game. But I know, like, eight, 12, I have a friend who does 18. Um, <laughs> and they already have pro teams, you know what I mean? And and events that are coming out. The game ain't not been out for a week, and it's already had two big events or three yeah excuse me that's insane you know what I mean Origin is a terrible company nobody wants to play Mass um, (laughs) nobody wants to play like Mass Effect Andromeda and Battlefield 5 nobody was playing those games but you put in one game like this and now everybody's free to play maybe I'll I'll get the premiere because this stuff's free to play Anthem comes out Origin is making money through their partners you know what I mean
2: yeah
0: and it's like man when are we going to wake up like as a community, when are we gonna wake up and appreciate this game? As as a community, like the community's starting to fall apart in the PvP. Man, it's sad. I mean, I have, <clears throat> I got a couple of accounts that I gotta take care of. I think I got three, and I had to tell them, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, I won't be able to finish your account this season. Um, you know, and it's like a couple weeks left. You know, I've got a couple of weeks left, and I'm, I can't tell. I tell them I can't do it because, man, the matchmaking's taking forever. Like I said, I found. Nine games in five hours, that's like man, that's ridiculous. Could you imagine if I wasn't doing this full time, I wouldn't be able to finish the account, like help this person out with their account. I wouldn't even have the time. And if it takes that long, on top of them being low glory and they want like three thousand points. I mean, if I could consider, I got on a four streak, and I'm hitting now I'm hitting sixty, um, you know, per per win. When I'm on four streak, when I'm above uh, Fabled, right? Or Mythic, I think. And now I have five games. I've earned about roughly 450 points. And you need 3,000. And I've only done 450 points in five hours before yeah. the update. Man, we were like, we were flying through those things. We're finding matches faster. We were going to different regions and still not finding matches. It's so bad in Crucible that Asians and Russians and all those other guys have to come here to, to NA servers to, in order to get a game
1: wow.
0: in the morning. So the morning time is the laggiest time because you're playing against Asian teams. They literally make their transition over here because they can't find games where they're at. That so it's sense. it's that that's makes so really, much sense. That, that's it's, really bad. You know that just shows the state of uh, of the Crucible in a really really bad state and i'm really nervous because i'm like man i really enjoyed doing what i do but do i have is this like basically telling me is my time with destiny (laughs) up until they fix some things you know what i mean do i need do i need to go hiatus i didn't stream destiny um the other day my viewer count was a dip i streamed destiny today and it went back to a normal rate but like i said it's like what are, what, are, what are they looking for and what am i looking for right
3: you know yeah it just and, feels like Bungie is a abandoned like the crucible like it feels like they just they're just letting it out to die like right now yeah. and
0: it just and that's because how they don't know feels. what to do with it and yeah. it's simple just listen just listen it's, this yeah. is like it's like marriage counseling with us right now you know we're just like, what do you what what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? Well just listen to me. You know what I mean? Like that's all you're the wife right. wants, is you to listen to her and stuff like that. You know, when you're having like issues. That's what some some of the premarital I've seen. But anyways, I'm just saying, it's just that's just how it feels. That's just yeah. how it feels. And I'm I mean, I I love Destiny, because um, 'cause I've been playing it for so long. But man, today for the first time, I honestly was just like not really enthusiastic to play it. I it's was like, like a,
3: it's like a fall from grace. Like you know, Bungie, su- such a like, you know, prestigious like PvP. Like you know, that that that's
0: where their foundation was from. It was PvP. Yeah, like, record breaking, you know? record breaking foundation at that. Yeah, the first the first game ever to go MLG was them, and, and that's just sad. It's very sad to see.
3: everything because i love this game and i love how the weapons feel and everything like that and it's just i wish bungie loved it more and i wish they would put the time (laughs) and energy and effort in and everything that needs to be all
0: right they're Um, just now they're just adding too much and not giving they're not fixing enough they just keep it's just like it's like when you make a bad meal you know you start to cook And you're like, "Mm, this needs some more salt. Mm, You don't have the
3: right ingredients.
0: Right. So they keep adding stuff. And then it comes to the point where they're just like, ooh, I shouldn't have added oregano. You know what I mean? And now they're just like, well, just kind of throw the pot away or see if somebody's going to eat it. This is goulash now. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Now, Reb, I am curious. You are a streamer. You're a full-time streamer. And how has this whole experience with Crucible been affecting you? Personally, and when did you start noticing drops in your viewer account
0: Man, um, well, there was a segment where I in around
2: Christmas, where I was doing
0: free Luna recubs and stuff like that, and I was the only streamer to ever do it, <clears throat> and in the PvP community, and uh, as far as on PC, and a lot of my friends were like, "Man, you're crazy! Why are you doing this?" I'm like, "Dude, this stuff's easy. It's just it's really easy to do." and a lot of people don't have it and i want to just help people get it you know what i mean and plus just like christmas you know it's my little gift to them you know i was wearing this little santa claus thingy and calling myself santuca and it was really weird but um it was fun i enjoyed it and i had a lot of subs come through and a lot of viewers you know i was hitting like 50 60 70 i had a 100 and something i was like you know i was like wow this is great because i'm helping the community they're responding correctly, like how I want them to respond, because my response that I wanted was, you know, I just want to bring people together and just like, you know what I mean? And just have, because I don't like playing games by myself. I'm the type of person, I live by myself. I mean, I have two roommates, but they're barely ever here. And it's like a it's like a college apartment type deal. You know, we pay per room. And I don't really have anybody to talk to. I'm in a state. I just moved here a couple months ago. I don't know where, I don't know nobody. And so I don't got nowhere to go. So I was like, whatever, right? So I don't got no friends like that outside. I got my friends that call me and stuff, but I don't have any local friends, you know? So streaming is kind of like my getaway, you know? I'm by no means, I'm not no no loser dude, but by no means you guys can look me up. I'm like, okay, he's kind of cool. He looks swagged out. Anyways, <laughs> but I'm saying like in my current state, I'm just like, you know, very, you know, um, I'm to myself. And so... my streaming is my giveaway. I, I meet people. Um, you know, I'm very pleased to talk to people all the time and it's, it's great to build relationships. That's my, I'm a big person on relationships. I'm big on helping people. I, I, like I said, I have a friend, I'm not going to out his name or anything, but I help him out financially. And so stuff like that happens periodically in time and I help my parents and you know what I mean? I just like being to help. And when I seen like how it, fitted me and then how it affected me as the community started to die out it started to make me like panic a little bit i'm just like man dude like my finances are starting to get a little bit tighter um i mean i don't want to do it for the money but i do i do it for the money if it's my my occupation i do it for the money too as well but i look at it as like help first money later right mm-hmm. and when it started to hit me there, I started to like really think like, man, I might just have to be a normal person and just get a normal job. You know, I can't do this full time like the way I need to. But I'm also trying to move. I'm trying to move to you know um, another state and um, to get away from there because I actually have people where I'm going to be going. But financially, I can't because of the way that this has impacted the community. So it's kind of like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I gotta I gotta do what I gotta do and take whatever I can take, but it's kind of to that point, you know what I mean? It's has been or, like a domino effect. Basically. Yeah, it's kind of like how the government shut down in yeah. other states, but it happened to me through Bungie. And I'm like, man, this is my source. Like, Twitch is my source of income, and then helping people in Bungie, I mean, in, in Destiny is kind of my source of income, too, as well. It's not so much as dramatic, because I do have my own website and stuff, but that's slowed down. You know, my own website slowed down. So now I have to, this week, I'm actually going to revamp it for Apex. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I can't promote Destiny anymore because it's not happening here. I have to promote it for Apex, like services for Apex and services for Fortnite and other games. I have to consider those. And I never thought I had to get to that point with this game. You know? Yeah, I thought Apex. that this game this yeah. game has been around for so long. People, People love help in raids and stuff like that. They're willing to. You know, take those type of services and stuff like that for sherpas, you know, yeah. and it's that's pretty much where we're just like, man, what's going on? Even the, the people in the in the in the community that you know I'm dealing with right now, they're struggling. There's people that are just taking whatever. I got a guy that does like twenty dollar lunas. You're like twenty dollars or forty dollar lunas recovers and I had a uh, you know wish you luck. Look, wish you luck is a big big destiny streamer, okay? He is like, we call him, he basically like the father of Destiny in a sense when it comes to PvP. We looked up to him in so many ways. This dude was, been, he's just a big OG, right? Left to Fortnite, refused to play Destiny, came back to Destiny, and now he's like, he just had a new child, and this is where you know, and, and you know I'm not doing any type of defamation, but he just had a child, but this is where you know financially it's getting a little rough. He just opened up himself for services on his stream to do carries for Lunas and Not Forgotten. So that says to me that financially he's kind of getting hit hit a little bit, right? So and his price points though, I looked at like normally a Luna's like people that do that type of stuff, it would be anywhere between a hundred, I see ninety sometimes to one fifty, right? This guy pushed four hundred dollars. I'm like, you know what? Go for it because you're such a big name and you're so, you're so well-respected in the P- in PvP community. Some people don't like you, but they're good players and they just don't like you. But the people that just admire Wish because of what he's done for the community, bro, they're willing to pay that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, man, Wish You Luck touched my account. He graced my account. But then, you know, you got people that do it for way cheaper and they're just struggling to get to that point. They're going on, they're going through like Discords and LFGs and all kinds of websites just so they can get that money that they need. And it's and they're college students, most of them are college students actually, because um, they they treat this like you know it's their source of income because they can't they they you know they can work but this is like something they do at home and they can just transition between that and studying, you know what I mean? But a lot of these guys are college students that I know, yeah. and it's like man, it's really bad, you know when it comes to like the source of um, income in, in life impacting.
2: You know? It's it's interesting you say this because it's not something I would normally consider as just somebody who enjoys the game as a hobby. It's not something that I necessarily make money from. You know, We do this podcast because we're passionate about the game, we love the game, but we haven't made a single dime on it. And mm-hmm. we're not doing it for the money. We're doing it because we love Destiny, but it's, it's so interesting to see how... This is affecting real people in real lives, people who support Bungie, who support Destiny, who have been there for them from the very beginning and who literally go all in to promote Destiny and to become full-time streamers, and yet Bungie releases an update like this saying, hey, Trials is not coming back indefinitely, even though the Trials we had in year one was great. Right. it's 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 tough you know and it's crazy I, I
0: i don't
2: i i, I want to say i think there was there were a couple of streamers who were saying that they had the same type of drought happen in D1 after mm-hmm. uh crota after the crota DLC came out
0: yeah they got rid of charles
2: and uh yeah it's it's interesting i really hope they bring it back Uh, Because the community is suffering because of this, and I do hope
0: that there's, definitely. I'm sorry for cutting you off. I was just saying it's just there's two different there's two different sides of the coin, you know, and like for me, I'm like in the middle as far as like how it's affecting me. I don't really, I don't really like to talk about recups too often. Um, especially on, on stream, like people it's in my title and stuff like that, but I always tell people anything that they want as far as help or servicing, whatever the case may be, just message me on the side. I don't, am not going to sit here and say, Oh, $50, $100, $200. Cause like a lot of times when I talk to people on the side, the, what people don't understand is I have a website. I have people I talk to on the side and there's times when I even do this for people on the side, man, they they'll come to me. And they'll tell me their their life story. I just get to know people. I I knew a guy once that had, um, he was a young man, 17 years old, had uh, four surgeries on his ears because he was going to go deaf and five open heart surgeries. And um, he was about to have a brain surgery, like brain surgery um, to get rid of a tumor. And, you know, he was a very, very avid viewer of mine. And we always talked on the side, you know. I got to know him pretty well. And he's like, man, I don't have no friends. I got one real friend, but whatever. And I was like, dude, I'll be your friend. You know what I mean? And so um, I even did a 24 hour stream for him to get some money to help towards his uh, operation and things like that. And he went through the operation and he said it went well. He can hear better and he doesn't have those headaches because he couldn't. He used to not be able to go outside Cause the sound towards his ears give him major migraines and now he can do all that and really cool kid, man. And, um, stuff like that. Like I was just like, dude, like he was like, dude, I want, I want to get these guns or something so bad. And I'm like, he never asked me for anything. And so I was just like, dude, I'll do it for free. You know what I mean? Just out of the kindness of my heart. I did it. I did that a lot. I would always, people would come to me with like, and I'm not saying like people were just rolling at me cause then I would know who's who and read them but there's people coming to me and like talking about, man, I wish I could do this or I can get this and stuff. And I'll be like, dude, I'll do it for you for free. Some of them would tear me down. Like, no, I, I want to get it myself because, you know, they just want to do it, you know, just have that benefit. And then there's others who are just like, Oh my God, thank you so much. You know, cause I can't afford to pay you to do something that I want to get myself. And I don't, you know, cause it's, it's time. And if I if we were all like you know in a perfect world, you know and time didn't cost you know anything then I can understand that. There's just you know it's just it's a type of servicing in my opinion. But like I said it's still frowned upon by a lot of people. But um, I don't. There's other people that I know that are literally just just money hungry. And I'm just I'm all about you know the community and also I mean I mean I want to get paid too. <laughs> 'Cause I stream and this is what I do and there's I was just, there's partner streamers I know that do it too. But like I said, there's two sides to the coin. Yeah. There's gotta, in, in our in our, our department.
2: You gotta you pay I mean? the bills, you know, you have to keep the internet
0: working, get the you have to keep the going. lights exactly. on
2: and that requires money. So supporting streamers is not a sin, it's not a issue. I think if anything, you know, more people should support streamers like yourself who are doing amazing things for the community who actually care about the game and the people who play the game yeah because it's just entertainment think,
3: too you know yeah. we we want to be entertained you know yeah. we we find other avenues to entertain ourselves but yeah. streamers are providing entertainment yeah
0: mm-hmm. right well i'm just saying like i'm just saying as far as like the recove aspect i mean a lot of people hate it a lot of people hate it. They think it's against Bungie's terms and conditions, but really it's not. It's against Blizzard's terms and conditions. It's the sharing of your information with somebody else. You know what I mean? It's against their terms and conditions, it's not against Bungie's. It's not even it's not even out there. And people, the people that get their accounts banned are the people that are either on their account cheating or on their account and get reported, mass reported. Because I've been doing recovers for people for over a year. And nobody that I've ever worked with has done, you know, has had their accounts, um, you know, banned. There's other people that are saying that if you can't play the game, then you don't deserve the gun type of stuff. And it's like, well, if you played, let's say that person played with a group of good guys, right? Like they got carried to it, right? Three good guys, one bad guy, and he carried them to it. Then does he really deserve it? He didn't really do well. Didn't do good at all. Probably didn't get anything out of that. But he got carried to it. Does he deserve it as well? Same thing with you in a raid. You do terrible in the raid. You're the odd man out. You're the worst one in the raid. But you get it done. Did you deserve it? we all been there, you know? And so it's kind of like, you know, there has to be some type of exception for it. But there's people like us. Like, we know who <coughs> we know who the recubs are. Like, I can literally, if I'm playing a recub team, I can figure out who it is. And I'm like, yo... Because we just know who we are. We it's such a small group of people that do it, but I mean, it's it's a it's gonna be a never-ending love-hate relationship in the community, and definitely shunned upon more more so than it is actually loved. So it is what it is. You gotta kind of bite the bullet, and I, like I said, I look at it like I'm helping people uh, achieve what they want to get, and I'm getting something in return, and um, I'm earning friendships, you know, like. You know, there's people that I've met and I'm, I just I'm so happy I met them, you know, through doing this, what I'm doing. I, I don't think I would ever have met them. And some of them stayed in my chat. They're just big time supporters. There's they're subs of mine. They're followers. They're in my chat every day talking. And it's just like, man, you remember that time I, I got on your account and we did that crazy thing because it took so long. You know, you
2: build memories. Yeah. And I think that's more important to me. Yeah, Destiny has always been, for me, about the friendships that you create in the game. I, I have never been the type of person who loved single-player games. I think Shadow, Price, Shadow can vouch for that. Um, I've always been a big fan of playing with my friends, being, you know, playing cooperative activities, playing um, PvP activities, and that's what made Destiny so special, the fact that you can go in with a group of six and play a raid, play this activity that's really challenging and get it done together with a lot of coordination, a lot of teamwork, it, it's a very special feeling. Or even like going flawless in, uh, in trials. When I when I went, went flawless the first time, now granted, I kind of feel like I got carried a little bit. I don't feel like I really earned it as much as I would have wanted to, but I'm you know getting better as a player. That's just part of getting better. I feel that mm-hmm. you cannot get better as a player by playing with crappy players you're just going to continue to reinforce that behavior and that play style. But if you're playing with people who are really good, you start to learn and pick up what they're doing and you have players like yourself who you can go in to a Crucible match with and you'll actually say, hey, do this, do this, and this type of feedback really helps players like myself who may not be really that great in PvP. Right. Now, I know we talked about quite a bit of negative things. Is there anything in Destiny PVP that you guys like? Do you think Bungie did well?
0: Um I think they're doing better with the super balancing. I mean, they still have a couple that they're working on or they need to work on, but you know, they're they're honestly balancing out they're trying to balance out the Supers uh, fairly well, <clears throat> and I really like that about Bungie right now. Um, makes you look forward to um, you know, the upcoming balancing because that's pretty much what all you're seeing right now is just balancing, you know what I mean? Yeah. The removing of Titan skating and, and one-eye mask getting nerfed and not really knowing what it is is kind of making me nervous, but <laughs> it, um, it's really interesting to think about at the same time. And um, I think they, they definitely need um, or they definitely are working on uh, better when it comes to the, um, the gun meta. You know what I mean? The gun meta is starting to change. Uh, when Last Word came out, um, I'm, I'm actually really glad that there's now a sniper meta. Um, as difficult as it may seem to, at times when you see those pre scope guys, you go around the corner, you just gets popped in the head because they're just pre-scoping and landing your direction. Um, but that's good to see, you know. Like, it kind of shuts down the shotgun meta of the apes, you know, the people running shit at you with the shotgun. And, you know, you got the last word. Now you can just spam it and just pop off. And it kind of stops that a little bit. Um, and so that's really good to see. And so... Um, yeah i think they're they're going the right direction they just need to i think they need to focus less on um on supers and more on abilities because i think abilities are more viable than you know a super my 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 personal preference that's how i run my kits i don't ever run super mods um i think about it when people got five super mods man i need five super mods too You know, because like I said, I'm tired of getting super by the same person two, three times in the game. And that's the reason why they win, you know, is super comes out of nowhere and and, or they've had it the whole game and they're just stacking on supers. And that's really not cool because that's not really a I mean, they're one hit kills, you know what I mean? Especially something like survival or or, um, you know, even control, you know, stuff like that. It's just it's just game changing. And I think they need to work less on they like they just need to completely remove super mods and just keep everything else. And I think the game itself would uh balance out fairly well. But I think abilities are perfectly fine right now. Um I'm glad they got rid of Nova Warp the way they did. Um less less of less of these stupid suit handheld supernovas they gotta deal with. But uh <laughs> So, you know, they're balancing out fairly well. They just, you know, they just have a couple things they got to work on. I mean, we can beg and plea for, you know, um, you know, beg and plea for dedicated servers, but that's not probably going to happen for a long, long time. Um,
1: But other than that, yeah.
2: I know this might sound a little crazy, but do you think that the Crucible or the competitive landscape would be benefited if they just remove supers altogether from that, Mode, and make oh, them yeah. all just use use your guns. Definitely, definitely.
0: That honestly would change the game forever. Um, the reason why I say that is because I mean, it honestly would just it would it would put less it would put less stress on the players. You know, I mean, think about it. You got you got a uh, they're updating. You know, the snipers, the heavy hitting snipers, to be able to snipe in snipe supers. That's cool, but. Like right now, it's like, it's so it's so RNG actually, because like the game is completely RNG. And, um, I mean, I've been sniped out of my super with a alone as a god, and that's like, you know, those aren't, that's not a heavy hidden sniper. Just snipe me once in the head, right when I pop my sentinel shield. And you're like, okay, that's not supposed to happen yet, uh, or at ev- ever. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they just have to consider, um, if they considered that, that would be amazing. You know, I think that would honestly change, change the game in so many ways. Because, um, like I said, it just comes down. It would just come down to abilities, you know. And that's really what the game should be focused around. That's what it's focused focused around anyways. When there's no no supers, right? Those rounds that are just no super rounds, those are like the most fun and most challenging rounds. You know what I mean? Because those are like legit pushes, like. They 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 play out really well and I, I love those rounds. I think they're like because if you lose the initial
2: fight, that changes the whole game. Yeah,
3: see, yeah, like, I I, I think Joe's it's, gun skill.
2: See, I I think it's fun to use a super in the game, but when you get killed by a super, in the back of your head you're thinking, well, that's a really cheap death right there. So if they eliminate that and just make it, you know, gun versus gun, I think it becomes a more competitive game.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, the guns themselves, the guns themselves are already unique enough. I mean, mm-hmm. let's say they brought back, I don't know, the Bad Juju or or the Red Death. You know what I mean? Let's say they brought back the Red Death. I mean, That's it's a, a pulse death. meta right now. Wow. Yeah, it's <laughs> a pulse meta right now. You know what I mean? Like, dude, the po- the Red Death would be, i would be, like, good enough. That would you be know awesome. what I mean? That would be really good. I, cool.
3: I really like the Bad Juju, too. There was a time where the Bad Juju did... Uh, it rained pretty
0: it was tough man that gun was hard to handle though yeah it had had some kick to it for sure but I think that would be great honestly that would be that would be really fun I would enjoy Crucible a lot more
3: yeah I would like to see them update like more frequent sandbox updates and things like that I, I, I would like to see that you know makes makes the guns more viable you know it changes it up shakes things up you know what guns are going to rise, you know, up this, this, for this month or whatever. You know, it would be nice if we could get a monthly. That would be nice. But.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there there are some aspects of Crucible that I do enjoy. I think the maps are decent, although they're not nearly as good as what we got in Destiny 1, for sure. But I like I the weapons. The weapons do feel special. Like Luna's Howl, it feels amazing. It feels better than anything that I've played in The Division, for example. You know, and that's what brings people back to Destiny. It's because their gunplay, their gun mechanics, the guns feel very special in the game. Like Blast Furnace, for example. I love the Blast Furnace. It's one of my favorite new Pulse Rifles. And it came out with this previous, you know, expansion, and I love that aspect of it, but I, I wish we got more. Um, but that's always the, the logic and the mentality that people have in the game where it's like, we love this, but there's something else that's negative mm-hmm. behind it. Now, what about the broadsword? Did you guys get to use the broadsword much? Because I haven't gotten mine yet. I'm still working on the quest line for it. Yeah,
3: I got to use it a little bit.
0: Well, I got the Redrix last, last season, the Claymore. So, um... Well, the the first season that it came out, I actually got it on my main, and um, before they added broadsword, which basically added an additional perk to it, but um, and just difference in handling and stuff. I think it's man, it's a weird, it's in a weird state. Like I want to say it's it's really good, but it's really bad at the same time.
3: Yeah, because the blast furnace can now play it.
0: Right. Now, when it gets, it, like, the Desperado... fire
3: rate, like, norm, you know.
0: Yeah, when it gets the Desperado, it's insane. But, like, right. I want to that's, sit,
3: that's situational, though, because, yeah. you know, sometimes... With it being a slower fire <laughs> weapon and everything, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. but I think the I, problem with it is, like, the iron sight. It's really weird. I don't yeah. like it at all. Like, I, yeah, I, the I feel like... are kind of uh, whack on it. <laughs> the sights make me feel like I'm looking through... Uh, a kaleidoscope (laughs) like I'm just like what is this like I'm just staring through a teleport like telescope or something you know um I just feel limited to my movement because it's so slow like when you ADS and stuff and then you know the only thing that's good about it is really the perk on the outlaw and the desperado yeah and then it kicks it has a weird kick oh yeah oh
3: it's got a crazy kick to it yeah
2: interesting now do you guys like the modes that we have in uh com- in PVP? We have quite a bit.
0: In the comp community, I think we just need Control and Clash. Like we've get we've I make this little joke that when Activision left, they took took away Control and Clash, they stole it with them cuz you only play like survival or countdown more countdown than anything and you're just like bro what is going on and they just will not seem to update that in a sense you know what I mean
2: and I yeah. can't figure that out hmm that's pretty interesting
3: yeah I I I'd like Elimination. I would like Elimination. I loved Elimination
2: in D1. I played a few matches of Control. uh, With Comp... Yeah, I did play a lot of uh, Countdown and Survival. So I I did notice that in there. Um, Now, just to wrap up with what I like about Crucible, I do like the music in the game. The music really adds to the um, mood. I've always been a fan of of that. And also private matches. We played um Skirms. Uh like a couple of weeks ago and I had a blast. And I, I think that giving us the ability to play private matches, I mean I'm sure not too many people are playing it, but it does create for a fun activity with your friends.
3: Yeah when We were just cycling through the, you know, randomizing our weapons and things like that and our gear. Yeah. That was uh, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: I think Bungie could maybe make some events out of that. More events where you know the developers play with the community. There's more interactions with the developers and the oh, the, the gaming community overall. I think that would be pretty cool. Um. Now. If we were to improve PvP, how can we do so in the short term? Um. If they can roll out a change next month, what change do you think they can implement that would make the game better?
0: Nerfing. Um, honestly, nerfing Blast Furnace and Bygones. I feel like it's they hit too hard, and the flinch uh, that you receive from the gun is just too heavy, you know?
3: Yeah, they they are pretty uh, they are pretty strong right now in, in the meta. They have been for quite some time. Um, especially bygones. Um, let's see, the change, the thing that I would like to see, now, yes. is, this, is this all through Crucible? They're like all? Yep. Yeah.
2: In the in the crucible.
3: Let us select our playlists of what we want to do.
2: Ooh, I like that one. Yes. You know, veto.
3: Like, <laughs> it, it, very perfect, veto. Be able to veto like maps, see maps, things coming up, and things like that. You know, like how it was in, in Halo, and everything too. Yeah. Um,
2: Where veto. Can vote, that's so perfect. They had that in Halo Reach, didn't they? Hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Halo Reach, Halo
2: 3, Halo 2. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. I mean, they're
0: not even using it really in Halo 5. So, because, you know, they sold out their whole completion of their. I mean, they sold every bit of rights to them, but they can still utilize it, you know, in my opinion.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, and um, I know this isn't popular. Not a lot of people might like not like this, but like um, some of like combined arms, like in D1 with uh, large maps and vehicle combat.
2: You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> How dare you? What? <laughs> <laughs> combined arms.
3: Yeah, um, like big team battle and like uh, Halo when they have big team battle and everything. You know, large maps and you know
2: like vehicles, things like that. Hmm. Yeah, sparrow battles. That would be pretty cool.
0: Um, sparrow battles, tank battles. How, Bring back
2: sparrow racing. That was fun. SRL was so much fun, right? Yeah. I had a blast. I really yeah. miss SRL. Now, do you guys think that we have a thorough anti cheat system in the game currently, or do you think they can do a better <laughs> job at. We don't even have one. <laughs> so it's non existent. Because
0: like, every. you know. Anti-cheats would pop up when you start up the game. We don't have one. Overwatch doesn't even have one.
2: Blizzard does not have one. <laughs> do they just don't want to invest the money into it?
0: Uh probably not.
2: Yeah, and I know that uh, games like PUBG, they have anti-cheat systems. So they do. Yes. Yeah, they have it. Fortnite um, does. Apec-C, it
0: has it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, I also think, remove one-eyed mask, please. Yeah. Just get rid of it. There's no need for it. It's just, it's a broken exotic that breaks the game even further. And it just it's not fun. You know, it, right. like my feeling is whenever I see somebody with a one-eyed mask, I kind of want to leave the match because it's like in protest, right? Because it's not fair. You're not mm. giving me a fair playing field where it's even fun. If you have the One-Eyed Mask, you're OP. So I'm I'm really glad they're going to be nerfing it, but I do think that it took them way too long to actually get that nerf in place. Okay. Now, in terms of the Crucible in the long term, what do you guys think would make the Crucible a better um, activity long term? In the next, I would say, six months... Maybe this coming fall. Trial. Dedicated servers. Dedicated (laughs) servers. Dedicated servers. Yep. Agreed. That's it. That's all we need, man. I don't
0: care about nothing else in this game. Like, outside of that. I really don't. I feel like they they can make it so melees don't whiff anymore. I don't even care. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. You know what I mean? The like
3: Bailey is at a whole time. I'm higher.
0: tired of streaming and getting DDoS. I mean, there's many people that are tired of like their, you know, their routers frying. I mean, it's even it's kind of considered a curse word in people's discords now. I went to one the other day and I mentioned it, and the guy had said he moved me to another room and pulled me back and was like, "We don't mention DDoS in here." It's literally that bad. You know what I mean? It's something that we can't, we you can't joke about it, you can't talk about it. It's it's
3: it's like a bomb on an airplane.
0: Yeah, it's like a racist word, man. It's like yeah. it's really that offensive to some people. Hmm. And so, um, but that's the only thing I would fix it. Honestly, I don't, I don't really don't care about nothing else. If dedicated service came to this game, I would, I don't care. If they kept kept OEM, I in Titan Skin, I don't care. I know that my my network is secure, and I know that my shots are going to register. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all that matters. Yeah. Because I'm tired of, like, shooting at people and thinking, like, am I missing? I don't know if I'm missing. I was saying that today. I was like, am I really, am I missing shots? Because I don't feel confident, you know? Like, when I play, I play confidently, but then I don't feel confident, you know, if that makes sense. I don't feel like I'm, like, I feel like I'm, I might not kill this guy. I'll shoot him with my shotgun at this range and kill him. Because then I'll at shoot the him with the same the, range. Yeah, you're at the mercy of the connection. Like this. Exactly. You know? I'm at the same exact range, and it doesn't kill him. And I'm like, bro, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't make me feel confident about it. It doesn't.
3: Though. It doesn't make you feel good either. It just like it gives you doubt and things like that. You know, it's just it's
0: not a
2: good feeling at all. Yeah. What do you guys think if uh, Destiny introduced a dark zone style mode into the game, like what we have with the Division?
0: That would be hilarious, to be honest. I think it'd be, I think it'd be so fun. I mean, even if they put in like a Pokemon style, bro, like you run into somebody and then you just you you Pokemon battling now, like that would be funny too, like ghost battling. But like, yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: it, it just would, saying,
3: it would introduce an interesting element, I believe, into the game that you know would have more longevity. I feel like too.
2: And I, I between you know between the Leviathan and the Last Wish environment and all of the other raids that we got in destiny 2 i think they have enough maps to create a dark zone type activity imagine if they turned it the dreaming city into a dark zone where you not only fight you know vex or fallen you also fight people i think something's about to happen to the Dreaming city
0: Ooh, because like if you open up the message today, like the message was talking about, the Dreaming City is at its—I don't know—basically seems like it's at its ending or something, and something, something's gonna happen. Introducing, you know, the the, the Drifter. You know what I mean? Like the next I DLC. I've not seen that Ooh. yet. Ooh. Oh, it was a special Ooh. message, and if you read it, it looks kind of sus. It looks like something's gonna happen, possibly to the Dreaming City. Also, Ooh. if you pay attention to, um, you know, the Queen, she went from standing over the little little deal to sitting in her chair and then you know talking about the the upcoming battle and stuff like that and now, she's just, just, yeah, she's, now she's just gone yeah now she's just gone and then you see those those ships you know and stuff yeah. like that um it's it looks like something's about to happen with the queen and stuff like that too so that's exciting that's exciting These are things that, that i
2: love about destiny i love that mystique that mystery it it makes the game fun I, I love the fact that like the dreaming city changes over time it's a really good element in the game that makes it a lot more interesting and feeling fresh when you come back the next week for example
3: sounds like we're getting close to breaking this curse then possibly
0: possibly that's what i think of was talking about was the curse yeah. 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 So I just I just hope I just one thing I just want Benji like what I really want from Bungie is faster response times to our issues. You know what I mean? I can understand two to three months, but man, making us wait almost a year or something like yeah. that, it's like it's too much. It's way too much. I'm and not- I feel like if they literally had the the ability to make these games 10 years in advance from when they said when they were making Destiny 1. You know what I mean? This stuff should have been already worked out. It should be perfectly polished and ready for us in a couple months between each. Not like a six, seven, eight-month, you know, trimester or whatever we got to go through. You know? It's just too long. It's just way too long for us to get stuff that we can beat in, like, two, three hours, four, six hours. You know? That's not cool.
3: Yeah, I'm going to give them credit for last year, you know, pivoting to the game to, you know, finally bring six V six back and bring in pinnacle weapons in and things like that. And I know that took time to do all that. But now we're past that. Now now we have to evolve. Yeah. Yep. The game has to the, the PvP has to evolve. Yep.
0: You know? You're so. catering to veterans now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're, 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 we're grown now. You know what I mean? Like, this game's been out for five years. There was kids that were 13 when they started playing this. They are now 18. You know what I mean? They are young adults. That's crazy to think of. Oh, my God. It is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're talking about freaking Xbox 360, or excuse me, PS3 and PS4, right? We're talking mm. about PS3 to PS4 to PC to PS4 Pro. You know what I mean? Like, those were transitional games. You're like, dang, dude. Like, it's really been that long. You know what I mean? Like, Xbox One type stuff. Like, the the Xbox One, Xbox One S had been... Tra- you know what I mean? And then the Xbox X, we went through three consoles. Yeah. yeah that's-, couple gen- that's generations, man. And, and we're to the point where, like, now we're on PC where we feel like pretty much this is it. This is the pinnacle for, all, like, for us... It's the pinnacle, man. Like, we got the frames. We got the, the graphics. This is it. ain't catching up with this.
3: Yeah, and now they need to capitalize, you know. Now yeah, they need so to it's bring... like, okay,
0: you got this now. You exactly. promised us 4K. You promised us a fully optimized PC gaming experience. Deliver. Exactly. We've improved with you. You bring it to PC, we're coming with you. We got your back. We are following through. People literally bought PCs just for Destiny. King Gathalion bought a PC just for Destiny 2. We did
3: too, me and Korn. We, we're, we're guilty. We built yeah. our PCs for Destiny 2.
2: Yeah. We actually built our PCs the day before the beta came out. Literally, before the beta for Destiny 2 came out. Yep. So we, we were hardcore. And we were at GameStop on release day <laughs> to get the collector's edition for PlayStation because we did not want to wait another month and a half to play the game on PC. So we were fully committed to the game we we love destiny we've been playing since day one and i waited i
0: waited too i bought it on xbox because i was like i played the beta on pc and i was so excited because i had so much fun i was like dude this game is going to be so cool when i played trials for the first time i said man told my friends i said imagine this on pc man it's gonna look so dope and then when we did we were like, when we first flew into Eternity, we're like, whoa, we're going into this black hole. This game looks insane, bro. We ex- we were so excited, you know? Now the excitement's gone. We're out of our anniversary stage, you know? Yeah. It's time for you to, you know, step up to the plate. Yeah. And
3: so, I, I... We're going to see what they're really made of now that they don't have the Activision influence. Right. Like, once Penumbra once, once is over... There's no more excuses. It's all on Bungie.
2: Yep. Yeah. Now, so yeah. So I, I think that we do have a lot of things that need to happen with the Crucible before it's a platform that people want to go to in order to play the game competitively. I think there is potential there because Destiny is a really fun game. The weapons are awesome. I think they need a lot of balancing to do still and it's possible in the future that we'll get a game that we do want to play with Destiny, with Comp, with PvP and I really hope maybe by this Fall we'll get Trials back that would be a pretty big step in bringing Comp to where it was in its glory days Um, yeah so uh, is there anything else that you guys want to mention about uh, crucible or comp before we move on to the next uh, topic. Nope. no, I'm good. Okay, cool. So next, next subject, of course, we have Luna's Hell hand cannon review, and I know Reb is going to have a lot to say about Luna's Hell because he's been using it for a while. Well, although you do a lot of recoves and uh, carries, so I don't know if you get a chance to use it as much as uh, you'd like.
0: I I mean it varies. Like there's the Not Forgotten, so I have to use Luna. I got to kill 300 people with it, you know, just to get the Not Forgotten and the legend point. But I'm definitely man, I have a love-hate relationship with it. I have a love-hate relationship with Luna's and Not Forgotten actually. It's like it could definitely be considered one of the best hand cannons in the game, but man, it lacks so much on range. And it's pretty it's pretty annoying um, how much it lacks on range, because when it lacks on range, it lacks on damage. Even if you get three headshots from a range, you know, like super far range, it's just garbage. And um, (laughs) but when you when you're medium close, it's great. You know, you hit that three shot and boom, boom, boom. You know, it's 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 a great gun. Fifty seven, fifty seven, one thirteen. You're just like boom. That's an easy team, team team kill. You can even get a double kill with it um, if you manage to uh, hit a guy one time in the body, two times in the head, or I think it's two to the body and two to the head that kills him, And then you pretty much proc the Luna's uh, the magnificent howl, and then you're able to two tap the next guy for what um, for whatever reason. It's very powerful, but the not forgotten. Um, you know, it, it picks up on the range, gets rid of the drop mag, but it has a bug right now where your Magnificent how sometimes doesn't proc. You hit the guy three times in the head, and it doesn't proc the Magnificent how. So it's a great gun, but, man, it's they both are just really weird. And I feel like, honestly, in my opinion, I feel like they need to be removed. I feel like there's, there's a community right now. There's even a YouTube video on it that people think it should be removed. His blog's been about it because... Um, for one, the inconsistency. Um, if Luna's how didn't have the drop mag, and then the gun, honestly, the gun would be a lot more viable, in my opinion. I wouldn't complain so much about the the uh, the, the, the bullet drop off if that was the case, you know. Because now I feel I feel more viable that I'm not fighting for ammo, you know. I have to want. I don't like a gun that I have to consider. I'm about to run out of ammo. <laughs> and the the inconsistency of the primary uh, ammo drop is, like, it's so random, you know? Sometimes you just run out of ammo, and you just ain't got no ammo. And it's just... It's just... Are you talking about in PvE or PvP? PvP. Oh, okay. In PvE, um, of course, you better have ammo. What,
3: almost... what do you think about, and I and I tried this out today, um,
0: what do you think about putting backup mag on it, and you get the 13 uh, rounds? I have... I, I that's what I'm saying, I do have backup mag and that's oh, the okay. only thing that you should run on it honestly um, right. it doesn't make sense to have anything else but the problem is, like it's another thing, you know, you run out of ammo uh, yet again because uh, the base of it is just it's just not enough you know, you get less than 100 rounds and you're just like melting through that stuff people that don't have, like if you don't have that's why it's great on warlocks because the transversive steps, again when you run with the transverse steps, boosting your speed and the gun reloads on its own not proccing the drop mag but if you have stuff like you know the you know hunter guys, you got the, the dragon shadow, it reloads it, but it proccs the drop mag too you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. you lost ammo too in the process and so that's the only that's the only uh, exotic in the game that does not take it away it's the only way for you not to have it gone, your ammo, uh, depleted so fast. So that mixed with the damage on the drop-off and the, you know, the range, um, deficit, it's, it's kind of a bad gun. It's kind of, it's still more used than, you know, it, the TzK is what it's used for, you know, but now that we got last word, um, last word has generally the same range in a sense to the Lunas, um, but it has a faster TTK and a heavier kick. So, because it's 225 versus a 180. So. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: true. Shadow Price, you got a chance to use Lunas out today uh, also. What, what, what did you think of it when you used it?
3: I liked the feel of the weapon. You can definitely feel how light it is. You can run around pretty fast with it and everything. Okay. I love the spacing it gives you, too. Like, you literally are afforded, like, you know, it just with it being so light, you have faster movement, and it just snaps pretty fast, and you can just get your target on that head, like, right quick. And I was just getting the feel for it today, and I was loving the way it feels. Like, hardly any recoil at all, and just, you know, it just, the gun felt good, and I love the way the gun looks. I am a sucker for the the looks of the, the weapons from Destiny 1. And the fact that it looks like Lord High Fixer, you know, it's it's that connection again. You know, feeling connected. You know, I, I love like when Bungie does stuff like that. So yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. I I, I still want to get it. I you know because it just you know it's 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 a it's an achievement. It's a trophy weapon. It's something you know to say you went out and there you did that and everything. Add it to your collection and you know.
2: So. yeah definitely and how would you guys say that it compares to weapons like Ace of Spades and The Last Word
0: um well Last Word is a the Last Word is a space cre- like it creates space Um, honestly you don't want to be close range with a Last Word it's basically like running into a shotgun um, and uh you know medium close range with word is very deadly, and um so is luna's you know luna's um it just depends on the person that's using it at that point, you know what I mean like who can hit their shots better and uh you know it's kind of like a it's a gamble, but as far as ace um ace is not does not contest with the lunas um medium range if it doesn't have a Morion. you know. The flinch in this game is very strange. Um, sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's a lot more gentle, um, and I've I've noticed that from being an Ace user and a, you know, a Last Word and stuff like that. I think the the flinch in the game is very strange. That's why I said like when it comes to people that use pulses, um, the flinch is very hard when you get hit, and so you have to do a lot of peak shotting so then you can kind of, you know, manage to fight that flinch. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the 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 Ace without Morries is kind of like the Memento Mori. It's kind of like um, doesn't really contest, in my opinion. I love the range. It has like 86 range or something like that, most, uh, more than most post rifles and scouts uh, in some mannerisms. And that's about it. You know, after 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 the range, it's kind of like, I mean,
2: what else does it have? You know. See, what, what I like about Luna's Hell, I got a chance to use it for about a week now. I, I got it last week. I like how hard it hits. It's a very hard-hitting weapon, and it's very precise. And if you're aiming at the head, you kill one guy, you get the bonus damage, and you can kill the other enemy very quickly. And I, I tend to get a lot of double kills that way. Especially having played Crimson Days, where you have two players who are pretty much next to each other. now what do you guys think about well more so for reb because i don't think shadow price has a not forgotten yet Uh, i don't (laughs) either Uh, Mm -hmm. but how would you say that luna's howl compares to something like a not forgotten oh it's night and day it is night and day i've met people that have literally
0: gotten or not forgotten with me because i've helped a lot of people do that too and for the first time, you know, they're just like, man, this gun is great. You know, they appreciate the gun a lot more. You know what I mean? And I think that's where, I think that's where people really don't understand the difference. And it really comes down to that, because um, they feel completely different. I mean, I'm talking about the kick it feels a lot cleaner on the not forgotten. the The range deficit that range. you had yeah. is so much bigger. And you're like, man, but like I said, that bug is like, ugh, you know what I mean? That's the only thing that's cringe about it. If it didn't have that little glitch, then it would be it would be a lot less like cringe, in my opinion. And so uh until it fixes that, then, I mean, most people would prefer to use Lunas in some cases, like seriously.
1: Mm.
0: And so, um but yeah, it's a, it's a shadow. The Lunas gets shadowed by the Not Forgotten for sure.
2: Very interesting now and do you think between the Lunas hell and not forgotten that these two blend well as pinnacle weapons in comp for season four
0: I don't I'm not a I'm not a big fan to it 180 uh, the 180 um, archetype because the funny thing is a lot of people don't know but we've had 180s for a while like quite a while it's been in um, it's been in year one in trials. There was the cold sweat, um, and then there was the other little soul parish-looking, you know, hand cannon or whatever from, uh, you know, the last DLC, you know, before I don't remember what it's called because I didn't play it well. <laughs> I, the Icolos uh, hand cannon. The the Warmind DLC. No, the one before that.
2: Uh, Osiris.
0: Of Osiris, Osiris. yes. Yeah. Curse of Osiris, there we go. Oh, oh I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jack, Queen, King, I think
2: it
3: was.
0: No, not Jack, Queen, King. There's an actual 180. Oh, West 180.
3: Of Sunfall. West of
0: Sunfall. Yeah, it's like one of the Lost Prophecy guns. Yeah, So West we've had Sunfall. we've had 180s around, but we just never appreciated them. Honestly, I used the Cold Sweat just to play around, and I liked it. I liked the TTK, but then again, we also didn't have the TTK update. So it kind of ruined, you know what I'm saying? It ruined 180s back then so the love for 180s was never there because we didn't have the TTK update the TTK update was there then we probably would have been using 180s a lot more and so for it to be basically introduced to a lot of new heads that are just coming in for Forsaken and stuff um, for it to be introduced like that and people thinking oh man is the greatest gun in the world they don't know the backstreet you know what I mean so I don't think that the guns themselves Honestly should have been introduced. Um, We didn't have, and I've talked to somebody about this recently, I'm like, man, how many Destiny streams did PvP streams this year, or just in general, for D2? We had like two, maybe. We had one where they showed off the gun, and I forgot what the last one was. It's been that long. But they don't really show off PvP stuff. Why? Because they don't really test the guns themselves. They don't really put the time in themselves to make the effort to for the community. And so I don't really, like, I feel like this gun is undervalued and very much unappreciated. Very much unappreciated because they don't really know what they're doing, per se, with the guns. That's why they have bugs, you know? Mm-hmm. You guys remember Prometheus Lens? Oh, of what course. Kind, what, what aim were they going with that gun, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think they had any real direction with that gun, per se, and we ended up having laser tag for, like, a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that gun, when that gun came out, it was melting people, like, in two seconds. Yeah. And uh, that was a weird, weird update.
3: Then <laughs> it got hammered down, and now they buffed it. Not not to the point where it was before, but it just
0: got a slight buff just recently. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. When it comes to, like, the PvP world, there's certain guns that shouldn't be introduced. This gun is overpowered in its own sense, um, and it's too difficult to get for some people. Mm-hmm. The current state of the Crucible, yeah. You know, yeah, based upon people running into four stacks running solo queue. And they said that they fixed that recently with the whole, you know, matching you based upon your glory points and stuff like that. And <laughs> it was a lie, it was <laughs> a lie very, and a half. It's lie such a half.
3: lie. And I and I can vouch for that too, because I you know like I, I played with luma's today, with a very low glory, and I was in sweats. It felt like a sweat match
0: and everything. Exactly. Like, and so what that does is it just lowers your glory, lowers your your chance to get the gun more and more and more and more. And so people give up. Yeah. And then they reach out to people like me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's really interesting. Now. Lastly, on the subject of Luna's Hell, if you were to give it a rating 1 to 10, what would you guys rate it? An
3: 8. Uh, I'll go... I haven't had enough time with the weapon, but my initial... Um, I would say
2: 8.5. Initial impression, 8.5. Yeah. Now, yeah. for me, I would give it a 9. And the reason why I would give it a 9 is because I feel that with That weapon, I'm a better crucible player because in situations where I otherwise would not get the kill, I get the kill because it hits harder. I love that perk that after a precision kill, you get bonus damage. I love that,
3: and it's like over double. Like,
0: yeah, well, I was just gonna say, like, you have to consider the difference in our game styles, too. Like, you use controller, mouse, and keyboard. So the precision the precision's a little bit tougher over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we actually have to, like, legit aim, whereas there's aim assist and then there's – we have bullet magnetism, but even that's kind of wonky. But, you know, the aim, the difference between aim assist and bullet mag is slightly different, but it leans more towards the, the steady hand when you have a, a Lunas. It leans definitely more towards the steady hand. And whereas a joystick, you really don't have to do much. You know what I mean? It's already there.
2: So if you were to get a controller and you were to play with a controller, do you think you would have an easier time playing, or do you think it would be more difficult?
0: I used to do recubs on PS4, and honestly, I used used a controller for PS4, and I've used it on the little terrible friends you get there. It's honestly like butter smooth. I have two friends right now that do recubs on PC, PS4, um, and sometimes Xbox. And they come over here and they use their controllers, bro, they're insane. Like insane controller players at the end of the day. And when it comes to them using Lunas, they're insane. Like their shots are definitely on point. And so they definitely see they say it's like it's a lot easier. It's just so much easier to use use a controller with Lunas and snipers and stuff like that. Like I said, you'll you'll beat a Luna you'll beat a controller person eight times out of ten. When it comes to mobility, all you gotta do is just jump over their head. (laughs) Just jump, you know. Just do something that requires fast movement. Get behind them or something like that.
2: That's what really disorients me. When when that happens to me, I get really disoriented, especially with people with blade. uh, No, not blade barrage. Um, The void uh, hunter subclass uh, spectral blades. I get so disoriented when somebody comes up to me and starts swinging all over the place. I just I don't know what to do. And if I'm not using a shotgun, forget about it. I, I, There's nothing I can do. Because I have a hand cannon and I have a pulse rifle. And unless I have a heavy, in most cases I don't, then I'm not going to do a whole lot there. Nope. Yeah. All right. So um, I do want to finish up the show with one last uh, segment, and that is to talk about the upcoming games that are coming out pretty soon. And also... The games that are out now, like Apex Legends that took the number one spot on Twitch, pretty crazy and it came out of nowhere. So I wanted to get your thoughts on games like Apex Legends, games like The Division 2 that will have multiplayer. How will Destiny coexist with these other games? Will Destiny lose out on a lot of players? or? Are they going to be able to keep their player base?
3: They already are losing out on a lot of players.
2: <laughs> They're definitely Apex.
3: gonna lose a lot of players. Uh, Apex Legends right now is like, you know, it's it's the goat at the moment.
0: <laughs> it's a great game. There's no, there's nothing like bad that I can say about that game, and that's scary to me because like you know being. Like I said, being a Destiny player, Destiny's my game. I've played it for so many years, and here comes this this game. I'm just trying to find the fault in it, and it's like with that game, you either just suck or you're just good, you know? And if you suck, you can't really have an opinion on a game. I feel like there's people that say, man, that game sucks. And I'm like, yeah, it sucks because you suck at it because I've seen people, like, do terrible at a great game, and... They're just like, man, this game is trash. And I'm like, dude, you always are like the, the lowest point of the lo- like leaderboards. Of course, this game is trash. You know what I mean? So, that's just kind of how I see it. I feel like these games are gonna sweep Destiny under the rug, and you know, might find a vacuum cleaner later. <laughs> but it's like, it's really, it's really bad. Like, how how much more popular these games are? I have a friend, legit Destiny. To, you know, Destiny to the day he dies. This dude is going to get division two, and you know he's excited for it. And so that's the kind of stuff that I miss. I miss being excited to like I used like until a couple months ago, maybe two months ago, I was so excited to play Destiny every day, every day. And now I'm just like today I was just like my friend was like, hey man, we need somebody for you know getting my not forgotten. So we're playing like three, four, five k, right? And I was like, eh, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? I was so hesitant. And then when we played, I mean, I got a team wipe by myself, but I wasn't excited for it. Like, I was the last one alive, and I got a team wipe. Like in like a chain of events, you know? And they were like, "Oh, you're crazy, you're nuts." And I'm just like, yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't hype. Lost and that I, magic. Like,
2: I, yeah, I lost that feeling of like yeah. being excited for the game. And me and Shadow Price, we have a pretty strong theory, you know, and pretty strong belief that if the game's not fun anymore, then why the heck are you playing it? You know, then stop playing if it's not fun. And it's okay to take breaks, right? Destiny will not be the best game to play at every single point of the year. There are going to be droughts, and at those times, it's okay to check out some other games, like The Division 2, Apex Legends or even some pretty cool Nintendo games that are coming out, like uh, the new Super Mario uh, Maker 2. Mario Maker Mm. 2, yeah. That looks so fun. Oh, my God.
3: I think it's going to come back on Twitch, man. People are going to be like, yeah, it's
0: going to be popular again, I think. Yeah. The guy that's perfect for that stuff is Trihex. You ever watched him before? I have not. Man, that guy does, like, all kinds of challenges for Mario. He's He's insane. Like, he's insane. And I, want, I remember I made some crazy map. I didn't even know. Man, I was so excited to play that game. I made the craziest level, right? And it was just insane. And I didn't know you had to beat the level in order to post it. I never beat it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? And that's really cool. I was like, dang, that's actually really crazy. And then you play the maps that are super nuts, and you're like, okay, how did this guy beat his own level? I mean, I know he knows what pops out, but, bro, the timing on the jumps, all that's that's nuts, there's no way. And, yeah, it's a, it's a thing.
3: Do you plan on getting
0: that for the Switch? Oh, yeah. I got a Switch right now, I'm like, chilling right in front of me.
3: Nice. Yeah, the fact that you can have hills now and everything. And it's nice the way they showed how they solved the problem of not having, the, you know, the two screens and everything. They yep. have a wheel now that you can select what you need to do, and then you can, you know, control it on the screen
0: and everything. So, And then also... They added it, uh, Super Mario 3D World. I saw that. Is, which yeah. I, I just noticed. So I was like, okay. That's cool. Because I love Super Mario 3D World. That was a great game. I think I beat it.
3: I hear from so many people that's a great game. I have it for my Wii U. I haven't played it yet. So you I was kind of waiting
0: for it to come to Switch. But I think I will have to play it. There's a lot of levels. Like the secret mm-hmm. levels are crazy, too. They're intense. I want to get the deluxe, the, the, the Super Mario, and the you know, the new mm-hmm. one.
3: Yeah, the, the the new Super Mario Brothers uh, Deluxe. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 that's yeah. That's a man. game I may have to pick up because when is when is uh, Mario Maker Two coming out? June. June. So, yeah, it's a it's a long time to wait. I
3: I, um, I wonder if they're gonna shadow drop that right during the direct and everything, like right during the direct. Okay, it's it's out. Everybody, go buy, download, go buy. You know, pick it up now. And then all of a sudden, all these streams just start
2: popping up of Mario Maker and everything.
0: It would be crazy.
2: Yeah. That would be pretty sick. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about that game. And I mean, there's there's a lot of quality games that are coming out this year. You know, we have The Division. We have Anthem that's coming out next week. I hear the campaign's eh, so-so. I'm hearing mixed reviews about that. Although my friends who are playing the game, they love it they love anthem i play it you play it how do you feel about anthem um i don't have a full like
0: statement on it per se the storyline i'm really interested in um i think it has a really solid storyline so far um very very interesting turn of events uh very detailed uh the world itself is very immersive um they have a lot of strange bugs though. Like really strange ones. Like one frame for me that happens and it happens to my friend too sometimes is there's no audio. Like the game goes completely mute and there's no way to fix it until you reset your computer. Or not your computer, but reset your game. Like, that happened uh,
3: to you, Corn, didn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you just go it's awesome. like I'm like, dude, did I go did I go deaf? Did I lose can you hear me? Like I'm talking to my friends. You know what I mean? So it's like very wonky. And then There's like a lot of other small bugs, and you're just like, eh. But, um, yeah, I think the difficulty is very strange right now. Like, it's in a very weird place. Um, because you have to, you, I mean, there's no point of playing on hard, per se, until you get to the max level. And then when you get to the max level, then you pretty much are basically led by, um, What's somewhat like, it's somewhat like um, like light level, you know? It's gear level or whatever. And so now you're grinding to get to a certain point, so then you can get tiers that are higher than hard, but they actually give you bonus on certain stuff. And so once I hit 30, um, which is the max level, then I'll pretty much have a bigger,
2: a better say, because right now I'm at like 25. Now what's what's the end game like or have you not hit the end game yet? Um I haven't
0: beat the game yet
2: and I'm trying not to kind of cuz
0: my friend I've already passed him up in level and everything and it's kind of sad. By that and so um so I don't really have like a say on that either. But I do know that Datto, um you know the streamer he uh he's done it and he seems to just be grinding basically world events which are kind of like public events events. yeah but they're they're really like intense and like i said it involves like certain parts of the the world that is just like wow but there's so many things that you can find there's like especially underwater a lot of people don't go underwater but there's a lot of stuff underwater there's like hidden tombs and well, you know, stuff like that, and that's really cool because the game ha- it shows that the game has potential to open up different areas of the game. The world itself is you get lost and go in loops pretty fast, but um, there's a lot to find. There's a lot to find for sure. Interesting. Just
3: want to let you guys know on an update: Team LeBron wins the All Star game. Uh, he scored 19 points and eight rebounds, and they beat the other squad, Team Giannis, one seventy eight to one sixty four. Huh, interesting. I didn't
1: now, even know
0: about this. Huh, now cool. he has to just get to the finals and actually win a game.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, gents, the last question of the night that I have for you before before we wrap things up for the night, should, should Bungie worry about all of these games that are coming out and the lack of content that we're expecting, at the very least, before the fall of this year... We know that the content is going to be somewhat limited. Do you think that Bungie is going to lose fan base permanently? Or do you think they're going to come back?
3: They absolutely should worry. Just because, you know, look what Apex Legends is doing right now. You know, with The Division 2, just like you said, coming out. Anthem coming out. The possibility of Borderlands 3 may be coming out this year. You oh, know? yeah. I like, didn't think about that one. I mean, loot-based game. You know, looter shooter. Like, Apex Legends, looter shooter... Well, no, that's, not, that's a battle word again. I'm sorry. Anthem, you know, loot base. There's loot in the game and gear score and things like that, you know, and now they are doing things on their own. You know, it's like, you know, now the, the microscope is going to be on them and everything. Can they bring this game back to prominence? I don't think it'll ever get back to what destiny one was. It's sad to say, but it, Un, you know, it's going to need another, unfortunately, either sequel or crazy, you know, just turn of events that, you know, happen in the franchise and things like that. You know, they absolutely should worry. You know, it's just the, the it's, it's the way that the, the the video game industry is right now and everything. You know, people are flocking to battle royales. You know, it's like that's that's the hotness. Everybody's playing Fortnite, and well now Apex Legends. Everybody's playing Apex Legends. You know, things like that. So, yeah, they need they and, should worry. And
0: and, and red, I think you know, like you said, they should worry. Um, it's not ever going to lose permanent, like permanent, um, you know, followers in general. Everybody, everybody, everybody says this that I know. And they end up falling for it every time. I hate these games. This games trash. I'm uninstalling. Da-da-da-da. New DLC comes out. They try it. Every time, because of the curiosity. There, you know. I had a friend here recently. Um, did really well in trials. Man, he used to do triple carries and stuff like that. And uh, disappeared off the face of the earth. Like the guy had big viewers, big viewer counts. And we thought he was gonna get partnered. He was going for it, and all of a sudden, just. Disappeared. I guess it was due to his internet. Just recently, like I haven't talked to him in a year. Just recently, talked to me like three days ago, and I was like, "Hey man, about the DLC for Destiny and da 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 da, and Last Word, Do you want to try it out? You know what I mean?" He came back for the Last Word. You see what I'm saying? Like people always come back because they're curious of something else, yeah. and that's just how Destiny has always been. That's how I was. I didn't play Destiny for. Um, cause I lost my grandmother last year and it was about March and I didn't play until again, until July, August time. I took about four months off. I was just done. I was like, you know what? is not doing it for me. I didn't want, I don't want to do this no more. You know, forget the trials, forget all that other stuff. You know what I mean? I was going through like life situations, but at the same time I was done with the game too. Cause I was tired of like the dramatic stuff that I have to deal with, like, on the side. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but I came back. I came back because I wanted to see if the game got better. I wanted to see if the community got better. I wanted to see, you know what I mean? Like I was interested in like the the new comp changes and stuff like that. I was like, man, I want to go into this stuff and check it out. And I stayed. Now I'm back to this we're back to the same point where everybody's just leaving and everybody's talking about March. They're just like we'll come back in March to see the update you know, if it's worth, like, playing. But I'm still going to play Apex. You know what I mean?
3: I, I Yeah. I think everybody's pulling for Bungie, you know, and more now than ever because they're, you know, they're on their own and everything, you know. People want to see Bungie do good. People want to see this game thrive and everything, you know, because they have such a storied history and everything of, you know, just having awesome first-person shooter gameplay and, you know, worlds that you can get, like, you know, Sucked into and you know enjoy and everything, you enjoy playing game with your friends and stuff. And it's just everybody wants this game to to succeed. But does Bungie have it in them mm-hmm. to be able to do it again? You know, and I I think they do. It's just you know we're going to have to unfortunately be patient and everything.
2: Right. Yeah, I I think that we're going to go through cycles of you know droughts in the game, especially now with Activision not being in the picture because. Gotta remember they're also losing High Moon Studios, Vicarious Visions. So the content releases probably will not be as frequent as they have been. So that means that people are going to play other games, and it's okay, because you know what? There are so many great game developers out there who are building amazing video games that are worth playing. And that's why people are playing games like Apex Legends. The Division 2 is coming out, and I played the beta, and you know what? I loved it. I love the beta for it. You know, I'm going to have to get over the fact that you can't jump in the game. Please, whoever makes uh, the Division 2, please, please, please let me jump sometimes. That would be awesome. Then I'd play the game, like, nonstop. Um, <laughs> but no. But uh, I think that, you know, Bungie is in a very unique spot right now because they are transitioning from having Activision publish their game to publishing their own game, and building their own game, and having Destiny in their own future. And we're not really going to see the impact of it, probably for another year, at the very least in fall of this year, but I'm thinking it's going to take longer than that to really see the full impact of Bungie creating their own universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah. So gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show tonight, uh, reb really awesome perspectives and really great insights. I, it was really awesome to learn about the Crucible community from the eyes of someone like yourself and it was very eye-opening for me personally to, to really get a perspective of someone who relies to pay bills you know, by playing the game and, and how that affects you overall Mm -hmm. so thank you so Mm -hmm. much for being on and for sharing your experiences and your knowledge with us today no problem
3: yeah it goes double for me it was nice to get your perspective on everything and you know just it was it was really really awesome
0: my pleasure man yeah thank you guys and where can we
2: learn Mm -hmm. more about you
0: um i mean i have you know an instagram um generally towards um Just uplifting, got some um, comedic things on there. Um, Also, you know, my expression of faith. And so uh, my Instagram is um, my name, which is Javon. So it's actually with an underscore in there. So it's J-E-V as in Victor, O underscore N as in Nancy, and then another underscore. That's my Instagram. Um, My Twitter is Rebuken, R-E-B as in Boy uke double n on twitter uh, my twitch is my my rebukin with no ends <laughs> or one n excuse me um and that's on you know twitch.tv uh, rebukin also make music so my spotify is um j-a-y um hyphen v-a-u-g-h-n so it's my first name spelled out so people know how to say my name right <laughs> and that's on also on apple music and all the other outlets and stuff so got some music and stuff on there cuz so i did some music for a couple of years you know doing music since i was like 13 so yeah stuff awesome. like that
2: and Very uh, cool. we will make sure to include all of these links in the show notes for this week's episode of the destiny show podcast so if you missed it check out the show notes at destinyshow.com and you can find all of these links right in the show notes. And Shadow Price, my co-host for this little podcast that we're doing. Where yeah. can everybody learn more about you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at
3: ShadowPrice79. And when I stream, you can follow me on twitch.tv forward slash am
2: Shadow Very cool. And you can learn more about me at OMGCornHolio on Twitter. I do have a Twitch account at IMCornholio, but uh, it's not very active as of yet. I did order a green screen, so I will be planning more live uh, things on Twitch. So look out for more of that. And also, we are launching a pretty exciting project next week. If you like the Nintendo Switch, if you're a Switch fan... We are starting a new podcast called the Switch Nation Podcast, so I'm really excited to be doing that. Uh, Shadow Price will be hosting the show each and every Sunday, I believe is what we're planning. Uh, So we're really excited about that, and uh, we do hope that uh, you all love Nintendo can join us and hang out with us and listen in each week on our conversations about the Nintendo Switch. Definitely. And as always, you can find our podcast at www.destinyshow.com. You can also find us on your favorite podcasting app, whether you like to listen on Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Play, or Spotify, Stitcher. We're pretty much on all major platforms, so make sure to check us out. We will be having uh, new episodes every Friday. Uh, We are going to be recording Thursdays in the future, So every Friday we will be having new episodes of the podcast. So make sure to check us out each and every week. And thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast.
0: I'm Bob and I'm Brad we're lifelong friends and the hosts of the film and whiskey podcast This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network.